0: It's stupid! He comes across in front of
1: me every single time he overtakes. Where did he want me to go off the track? No! I'm still
2: talking to me in the break zone. We have a problem. I can't name a second podcast after a Halo. Crap! Welcome back to Motorsport One Hundred and One. <laughs>
3: I up you are the world champion.
2: Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 96. Good God, it gets weird the, the more times I say the number. It's episode 96 of the Motorsport 101 podcast. I'm your friendly neighborhood, host, Mr. Andre Harrison, and we're kind of throwing out the rule book for this edition of the show. Um, there is no keeping it 101, really. There is no real races to talk about this week. So instead, we're going to break it down all of the news. You've probably heard in the last, well, I was going to say week, but we had a breaking one come through. We were recording this on Monday night, and uh, we got a shocking bit of news regarding a German manufacturer and their future plans of motorsport literally about 15 minutes ago. So, um, yeah, I can't believe
1: it, guys, it's finally happening. Audi's coming to Formula One. Deactivate, Ken.
2: Shut it down. Um, meanwhile, as the infidels infiltrate this podcast, we have some good news and we have some bad news. The good news is, well, we got two new guests on. The bad news is, our oh, and Zoe aren't here. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, the 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 usual set of guests have now, have now all found jobs, um, such as The Life. And, and so- Trey only <laughs> knows two people, so... Yes, my phone book is very busy. It's got mum, dad, home, and, you know, <laughs> it's a full contact book. But the good news is we have two very ample replacements making them. let 101 debut. So in the blue corner, first of all, Mr. Ryan King. Hello, sir.
1: Yes, so glad to be here. Unfortunately, we cannot name the episode after the Halo because that required an animus agreement and we still not have heard back from Rebecca James yet.
2: Oh, good. <laughs>
1: what, was that joke too meta? Was that too meta? It, it, I'm, I'm not,
2: it was either too meta or not meta enough. I'm not quite <laughs> sure yet. Um, that's one for you bike live listeners out there. Uh, when she shows up, when episode of 15. But in, in the other parts of the show, we have two brand new guests. First up. Uh, he's lanky, he's Irish, he runs internet memes, and he runs Will Buxton off of Twitter when he talks about various forms of puppet protection. His name is Danny Brennan, hello sir!
3: <laughs> hello, uh, I'm very happy to be finally on the podcast. Uh, yes, I am that guy you see on Twitter complaining about the Halo. Yes, my last 100 tweets have been about the Halo, and the next two hours of this podcast will also be about the Halo.
2: This could be a long show. <laughs> I say this a lot, <laughs> but this really this really could take us over the top on this one. But um, also on the show this week, making his first Motorsport 101 appearance. You may not see him very often, but he does play a key part on this show. He's our video editor, believe it or not. He has way too much time on his hands. So we thought he'd dedicate it to making us videos every once in a while, which you see on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash motorsport101. He's Connor Pearson, aka we know you may know him on Twitter as Nor the Dragon. Hello, sir.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm finally here, taking the long road up by you know editing videos. It's not much I can do. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I have way too Tran- way too much time on my hands. Yeah.
2: Tra- <laughs> translation: We had literally nobody else we could invite onto the show. Come
0: um. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> on. Yeah, I appreciate it, but yeah, it's true. With, with, with. it's not
1: really slim pickings it's more like Dre
2: doesn't know anyone else listen I I, I I lead a busy life okay I forget these things every once in a while okay I'm only fuming I ought to do something out of my free time besides taking bets it happens just a little bit mm, forgive me let's get the general housekeeping out of the way as we mentioned, we're on youtube.com forward slash motorsport101. We are on Facebook and Twitter as well. Facebook.com forward slash motorsport101. We are on Twitter at motorsport underscore 101. And if you want to follow our personal Twitters, we are at Harrison101HD. I need a new Twitter name soon. I really need to get around to fixing that at some point. Um, we are at Ryan Eric King. That's with two Ks. You can follow Danny at Danny Brennan. I think it's 72, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, yeah
3: 72.
2: Why did you I like, 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 what, wouldn't you just go over a year of birth like everybody does? You, you, you pick 72 because you're some sort of hipster. <laughs> I'm not
3: going to have zero, 0 I'm not exposing myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm an adult. I'm an adult. I'm not young. Shut up.
2: Look, the the, the, the username at the end ends in moo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to follow Connor, he's at, at Nor the Dragon. So you can follow all of us on there. And if you really, really like us, you can back us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash minus for what I want. And if you invest at the $5 level, you get early access to both this show and Bike Live. Check out last week's episode, episode 22 that we did. It was a MotoGP mid-season review. It was great times. We, we, you know, me and Sutterby just love gushing over what is clearly the best MotoGP season ever right now. And we, have, we also gave our picks for the early mid-season rider of the year. I'll give you a hint. He's not Spanish. Or Italian. Mm. So check that out as well when you get a chance. And of course, if you're on SoundCloud, we're on the Xbox One app now. So you can listen to us while you game. Because we would would want to do that, really. If you do that, seriously, you're crazy. But still, (laughs) we're on there as well. (laughs) Yeah, no, we all know you're crazy. I know. (laughs) Now, like, like I said, on this edition... Well, we have a couple of very vaguely listed bullet points on this show. It's like, it's the worst ever put together set list we have. I wouldn't even call it a set list at this point, quite frankly. I'm sorry, King. Um, it's, it's it's a couple of notes, <laughs> basically.
3: It simple tips for my Moodle, Moodle Sport 101
2: podcast. Yeah, that's why it's like half a page long and only half finished. It's, it's just like this show. <laughs> <laughs> like most of the videos I do now. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> So, um, we, we, like, again, we're just going to wing it on this week's episode, really, on this occasion. We're just going to let this play out for as long as we really want to let it play out for. And uh, we're going to just try and make some sense of everything, because we've got a couple of really big bullet points to get through on this one. Some some big news stories dropping, obviously, not just today, but earlier in earlier earlier last week as well, um, regarding Formula One and its safety issues and the argument heard around the world. Only, only um, from Brennan, because, though. M- most Mostly from Brendan, to be fair, because, like, basically he is so tall he has his own Wi-Fi signal at this point. Um, so, <laughs> it's the big one. The FIA has officially mandated the Halo for the 2018 FIA season. So, ladies and gentlemen, the one time you wanted the FIA to come down hard and force something through... It was the one thing you were all hoping it wasn't going to be. Isn't Formula 1 great? I'll
0: just go go in the bunker now. Bye.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's been a fun podcast, you guys. Um, (laughs) You're probably not going to like this. You're you're actually being quite reasonable about this. You're not going to like this show. We're actually being quite reasonable about the entire concept of the Halo at this point because that's what we do on this show. We're rational. And we just lost 10 (laughs) listeners
0: with that comment. (laughs) Shh.
2: shit um (laughs) uh, gotta start somewhere i guess right Mm. Uh, (laughs) but uh yeah the fia came out i think it was i want to say it was friday they announced this so the fia is officially announcing the halo for the 2018 season we kind of saw it coming i think we all kind of knew this day was going to come at some point but um, out of nowhere, after you know, a bunch of things like the aero screen test and the recent S.H.I.E.L.D. test we had last week um, during the Silverstone weekend, which they all kind of poured score on immediately by saying, oh wait, we're putting a glass cone on the front of our cars? What do you mean it's meant to look blurry? Um, because nobody thought that one through. But, Jing, here we are. This is it. The Halo is here, whether we like it or not
1: yep this is the result of a bunch of guys kicking a can down the road thinking oh this road will never end we'll have all the time in the world
2: not realizing that 2018 is an actual year y'all yeah we don't we don't just skip this on the calendar like the mayans were wrong on this one okay (laughs) like 2018 is still a thing um i I mean king i think i'm right in saying that the teams were basically like stringing this along hoping they probably didn't have to get to this point because i think i'm right in saying they agreed to have this like 2 years ago for this season anyway and i think they were like king like, the impression i get is that they were hoping that they that things had gotten better by now and it just hasn't really oh okay like t- to break it down yes 2 years ago
1: in the wake of the tragic death of Jules Bianchi uh, the teams voted in favor of having cockpit protection in place uh, you know a season or two down the line I think it was 2017 but then they pushed it off again to 2018 thinking 2018 would never come and guess what we need to confirm the regulations for the 2018 season all the teams except one voted not to have it but we're so late in the game, you need all the teams to agree for that change to happen. And because one team said no, we have the Halo in
2: twenty eighteen. And that one team was dot dot dot. Dramatic pause. Ferrari. <laughs> Ferrari.
1: The, the of all teams. The, the one sh- team sh- that, sh- that the one team that lost a driver. And, you know, was one of the teams that were like, yeah, we need more cockpit protection in Formula One.
2: Yeah, um, like I love that in, in the realm of Formula One politics, once again, Ferrari is the team to dump a shit in the punch bowl. I think it's fantastic uh, because get used they to. have a habit of doing this. We get used to it, uh, yeah, don't we, yeah. Joe? <laughs> Yeah, we do. We do. Um like at, at this point if we're not going to win a title, I would just say cause general anarchy. It's it's a lot more fun. Is ha- it, at, it, at this it, p-
0: Is how we won 2007 somehow.
2: <laughs> it is. It is. Just just watch them just just watch the McLaren trip over themselves and watch Kimi Riker and just come in and steal your girl and your title. Don't,
0: it's great. Don't, don't worry about is the technical it? directors though. They they're not doing anything suspicious at all. Mm.
2: <laughs> no, no, never. Never. <clears throat> no, 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 no. Um but uh I mean there's been a lot of talk. Obviously, the internet has exploded, um, which it usually does over these sorts of news, over this, over this. and, you know, there is there is going to be a vocal, I wouldn't even say minority, there's a vocal massive chunk of fans on the internet that is it's actively vocal, against it.
3: It's a vocal 95% of the internet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so pretty much. Been- volatile, I, I, to say the
3: least. It's been horrific. I've already,
2: yeah, I've already seen usernames, like, on Twitter that include the words tot out, with, with, with hashtag, or no to the Halo, or "or no Halo, like, like, there is a lot of F1 fans that are willing to die on this hill um, with the Halo, and they, they do not want it, and, and they're kicking and screaming, and to a degree, I can see why. Because, I mean... Let's be honest with each other here. A lot of F1 fans care a lot about aesthetics. Um, maybe a little bit too much about aesthetics, so to speak, in this case. And I think a lot of them, deep down, without admitting it or daring not to say it on the internet or risk it being land blasted, they probably care about aesthetics more than safety. Um,
3: no, that's like an undeniable fact. Like, for example, I think it was WTF1. Put up an article saying, "Oh, we care. We're, we care about safety. We just don't like the halo." I'm, I'm like, no. You don't care about safety because you don't want the halo. You didn't read the FIA statement saying it's the only option we have for 2018.
1: Yeah, which was we, like, you know, you probably can't say, you can't say. Like Continue. that was that was the craziest shot across the bow I've ever seen ever. The FIA putting out a public statement running down all the reasons why there's going to be the halo in 2018.
0: Yeah, um transparency from I, the FIA. The Holy shit.
3: Shouldn't, <laughs> this shouldn't need to be explained to people. But yet again, F one on the internet, people are it's getting worse. You know, like the the volatile reactions, social media you know, just making it ten times worse. You yeah. know, Brennan, if you if ridiculous. you if you listen
2: to the last three... if you listen to the last three weeks of this show, Brennan, it's like it's been the constant theme of social media fans overreacting and the instant gratification nature of the internet in 2017, where you could see everyone's hot takes immediately sprout out on pages because that's the cool thing to do. But yeah, like as you, as you said, the FIA was totally transparent on this one. They like, they did something they never do. They released a full on public statement saying, here's why we did it. We listed the reasons why, and they were actually pretty practical. They, they made, they made perfect sense. listen, Like they said straight up, the other options like the shield or the aero screen were not tested enough. And this was the only option. And this was basically the saying, Okay, well, we handcuffed ourselves into getting something done for 2018. This is the best we've got. We've got to roll with this now, basically. And as I said, aesthetically saying, this is the biggest change to an F1 car, I think, since probably the rear wing became a thing. Yeah, Um,
1: I'd probably say... I wouldn't say it's on that level. It's probably either nineteen ninety five when we got the the cockpit sills, where the cockpit became a lot mm. higher and tighter, and like a lot of people didn't like it because you couldn't see the helmets in it. You couldn't see the helmets as clearly as you used to, or two thousand nine when like the arrow completely changed.
0: We got the cleanest arrow uh, in like a long time, yet they didn't fix overtaking, but two and O. Oh. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah like the FA can handle one thing at once and all clearly Mm. um (laughs) but it's it's crazy like like, i'm trying really hard to break this down and trying to ignore the hot takes that came through about this in my head but like for me for me personally this is a no-brainer like this this had to be a thing and Like people saying, "Oh, the Halo feels rushed." Well, they've been committed to this since 2012. This has not been rushed. It's just you haven't looked it up publicly. That like this is not. I need to stress this to certain listeners that don't that 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 think this is rushed. It's not. It's been in development now for six years. This like the FIA would not rush something as important as this. Um, No safety device. In in motorsport gets rushed to public. It has to be extensively tested on on many different levels, and I'm surprised at the confidence of people that speak so confidently that they they think they know better than the FIA or who have committed you know I'm guessing hundreds if not thousands of tests to to try and get this right. If the FIA is confident that Halo is right, then we have to roll with it. And for me. Like, we've had too many tragedies revolving the cockpit in recent times for us to ignore this for much longer. I mean, I'm a fairly new IndyCar fan, for example, and I think it was Elizabeth Worth or a friend of her of hers on Twitter that pointed out the other day that IndyCar's had six fatalities since 1999, and that is, that's eye-opening. And of course, the most recent one obviously being the tragic loss of Justin Wilson, and that was... A piece of of bodywork striking him straight in the head. We had a we had a near miss with James Hinchcliffe a couple of years ago. Before that as well, at Indianapolis, I when he had like,
1: one. I I don't want to downplay that. Like six deaths, like since nineteen ninety nine, yeah. isn't a high number. But you have to realize for about like half that time there were two series. So like you have to like true. double true. the amount of races that were actually taking place. It's
2: true. It's true. No, I'm, I'm not denying that. No, you're absolutely right. But I for me, this is a no-brainer. This like, like I, I don't know about you, but the like, even my gut is telling me we're seeing this too often, just to people for people to call this freak accidents, and yeah. as, and oh, especially especially, not... especially people. You know, and, well, sorry, sorry to cut you, Brendan. But one thing I don't like about this is when people are saying, "Oh, this wouldn't have saved Jules," and I'm like, guys, you're missing the point yeah. here. Like this, they, they haven't brought this in because of Jules. They were looking at this way before Jules had his accident. So. Like, to say this wouldn't the same Jules Bianchi, no, that's not the point of this. And, you know, it, it goes a lot deeper than that. And, but, you know, I'm, I'm 99% sure the FIA has seen what's gone on in IndyCar. Uh, they've probably looked at this like Justin Wilson's and realised, yeah, this is actually probably valuable footage of what they can do to improve. Um, as tragic as it is that, you know, that's the reason why they got to look at it, for obvious reasons, but... For me, I think it's a no-brainer, yeah. and I'm I'm not saying this is the end game for cockpit protection. Of course not. I think that's, I think that's another thing people are confused about. I think people are, ex- are like, oh, is this it? Is this going to be it now for like forever now no. in Formula One? No, no, of course not. Because but- like you know, this
1: is not the end. Because if you if you've ever seen any of the the I wouldn't say early Hans devices because the Hans device we've been around since the 1980s. But if you look at the Hans device from like the
2: 1990s, they were massive. They were much, enormous. much larger compared to what they are today. It's a work in progress and they're only going to get better as time goes on. As you said, the Hans device, like what we see now in Formula One is a lot different. I remember those days of the, of the mid to late 90s when I first got into F1 and seeing those devices were enormous. I was like, how can they have that on their necks? That team's really heavy. But, um, like I said, as as time goes by, as technology improves, they will find ways to get better. And, you know, I I do genuinely think that closed cockpits is eventually going to be the future. It's just we're nowhere near from that point yet. And I think this is the first step. And it's, it's a big leap up, I admit, from... Previous tests of just running it for a single lap in a free practice session, and I hope there is more designated testing sessions involved in the Halo for next year. But, like, I am so shocked that people are so shocked at this. <laughs> um, like, I think mean, that's the best way I can put this. I mean, talk to me, boys, on this. I mean, I don't like Brendan. I mean, I want, I mean, you. You talked about this on Twitter and it was very important that you did because a lot of people were just, I think, overlooking this one in general. Like, I, I know people like Will Buxton were very hard-set on saying, no, there can't be a halo, we can't have this, we can't have that. You know, Let the teams develop their own tech instead to, to, to protect their drivers. And I mean, I just feel like we're glossing over something that's very important here.
3: Yeah, exactly. If you look statistically at the last four open wheel deaths, as far as I'm aware, in way, you have uh, Henry Surtees who was struck in the head by a tyre. Something mm-hmm. the halo would have, the halo would have saved Henry Surtees. And uh, then you go to um, Dan Weldon and Jules Bianchi. No car would have saved them, which is an important thing to say too. No matter how Course. safe you can make a car, there always will be these dangers. It doesn't mean we should ever stop trying to search for more safety improvements. And, and then if you go to, yeah. Justin Wilson then, and the Halo once again would have most likely saved his life too. That's a fifty percent hit rate in the last what eight years. Yeah. Like uh,
2: the. I've like had a couple of
3: it, yeah. Like you know, there've been like instances like Masses in two thousand nine in Hungary, uh, and things yeah. like that there, which is why we need the Shield and the AeroScreen Screen to be developed more. But the Halo has would be a major step forward in reducing deaths. There's no doubt about it.
2: And even if people say, you know, these accidents were freakish, and even if they did say that, you know, we're not sure how effective this is actually going to be, if it's a 1% chance of improvement, I think that's enough, in my opinion. And And
1: especially that in open-wheeled cars, these are pretty much the only accidents today that cause fatalities.
2: Yeah, and, like, these... Like don't get me wrong, these cars are incredibly safe in in the context of motorsport, and we've seen it in IndyCar, especially during the month of the month of May, where we saw Scott Dixon's horrific looking accident, and Dixon was able to get out of the car under his own power, um, which is still ridiculous in its own right, and. If, like, of course, we saw the Safer Barrier come into play with accidents like Zach Viches and Sebastian Bourdais. And, you know, they are both relatively OK and they will make full recoveries from their injuries. And that's incredible. But I've always had the attitude of let's be proactive about this rather than going. Let, let's wait for the next tragedy to happen and then we'll start beating our heads together and thinking of a solution. Let's be proactive about this. Let's. Let's go out there and see if we can find something that will make our cars even safer. Because it's one thing to sit there and, you know, bash any... any, I I get it. For F1 fans, I don't want to admit it, but the danger is a thrill to a lot of these fans. Uh, Especially, I think, the older ones that, you know get off on, you know, the danger of it all, especially given the cars were more dangerous in that generation, the 80s and the 90s, and we saw some horrific... I mean, the the cars
1: were still dangerous in in the aughts, where it was like we had, like, Robert Kubica's, like, massive incident in uh, in Canada,
2: where, like, yes... Where you could see his feet coming out of the car after after he's finished. It's like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yes, he survived, but he clearly wasn't okay because he couldn't participate
3: in the next race.
2: Yeah, and because yeah,
3: he was knocked out for twenty seconds and broke his ankle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the crashes, like the crashes said, don't
0: change, but the cars will. That's what makes it safer, really. Yeah, like, you're, yeah. You're, yeah. The, yeah. We've had, we can, we've seen the biggest accidents we can have, and the cars can help them. But if we can help with the head protection and stuff, it would just make it even better. It's like with the um, the only issue I have with the Halo and the sh- versus what they've been doing is that they, the Halos, what they've been pushing only. We've seen the shield been out on the racetrack once, but. We've, it's obviously been shut down by Vettel's comments on you just can't see through the thing, and then you had I th- was it I can't, I can't remember if Red Bull did the aero screen by themselves or the FIA actually helped with it because that was one of the only privately done like protection which looked good, yeah. but uh, failed the FIA inspection. So
1: like honestly, I I think it's gonna end up like a lot of safety projects in motorsport were pretty much. The Indianapolis Motor Speedway is going to have to fund it, just like they funded the Hans development, just like they funded the safer barrier development. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to take IndyCar putting money behind it.
0: It's like we we had we had the shield for one one race weekend, and then we've had the Halo push through now. I don't i I see where they I see where they're coming from. The amount of tests they've done with the Halo. But if you've just looked at the shield and said, oh, it's doing terrible, well, the Halo wasn't, like, the best thing around when they they brought it in. But
1: the the thing is, like, the Halo wasn't the first device that they said no to. Because I pulled up an Autosport article from 2014, October, like, in the wake of Jules' accident. And... Pretty much Autosport revealed that there was going to be cockpit protection for the 2013 season. Like, if you remember it, they played, they did a a testing video with it. It looked like, you know, uh, I would say like a tripod that would be on the front, uh, in front of the cockpit. But the teams, the teams didn't reject it because it didn't work. They rejected it because they thought it looked horrible.
2: See, kids, this is why fans think as FedEx is more important than safety because some of the teams think like that too. Um, <laughs> well, it does it. It doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. Yes,
1: um, like quote uh, from the article: Christian Horner was quoted as saying the cars look shockingly bad, while Martin Whitmarsh said that they were
2: shockingly ugly. <laughs> yeah. And that's too like and Martin Whitmarsh has been a part of the McLaren team up to that point there, but for, I think a good twenty five years, and he's coming out and saying that. Oh dear! And like I said, this this is the problem. This is the problem is so that F one is an audience where the sex appeal for most fans is the entertainment side of it. Of course, you know the push for overtakes, the push for drama, the push for for hype, the push for. You know, entertainment, thrills, danger, all of that narrative bullshit that you get on a Sky Sports F1 promo. But yeah, well, it's. The scary
3: it's... thing is that um, drivers as well have expressed the exact same thing. That's why they drive. Like Romain Grosjean and Nico Hulkenberg saying the Halo isn't what Formula One is. Well, you should tell me what Formula One is then. Tell me what Nobody... Formula One is. And how is the Halo nope. going to ruin the purity of a motorsport? <laughs> But I mean, like,
1: the craziest part about this, like, I pulled up another article from, uh, from 2016, last year, where, like, people in the FIA knows, like, people have this attraction to the danger. Where Charlie Whiting said that the cars
2: only need to look dangerous, not actually be dangerous words they have to look mean, <laughs> have yeah. aggressive front end plates or something. Yeah. You, 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 won't, you won't, get. Bring, bring back the 2001 Jordan. Yeah. You, <laughs>
0: you won't get a, a car that will look good with cockpit protection because the cars aren't built around them. If when we get when we get the new like if we get a new kind of uh, chassis design in the future that's focused around cockpit protection, like the shield or the halo, they will look better. Because they'll work. They, they will use that in the mind, but at the moment, but cause...
1: like the the only issue with that is that you would have to get rid of transparency completely. There'd have to be zero. There'd have to be like no transparency. The vote would need to be held in secret because that development would take at least six months. So the public would have to know nothing about it.
0: Yeah, it's the, it's the issue of it's the kind of the way You don't want it, you don't want to cause outrage, but you don't want, you want to get stuff through. But it's like oh, crap. <laughs> Get it yeah, through. We'll, we'll deal with it later. And
2: that's, been a, yeah. and that's been another part of this as well. The fact that everybody hates the fact the strategy group basically runs the show. The, the FA pushed this one through over their heads, basically, because they agreed to this two years ago. and Everyone's like, oh, wait, not like this. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: it, was, it was originally supposed to be a thing this year. Because... Uh, pretty much uh, Bernie Eccleston said like last year saying it wouldn't be an F1 for 2017. We're going to have a good look at it. We felt despite the numerous tests conducted by the FIA that it hadn't been looked at deeply enough and it's going to require more time. Uh, It's pretty much we decided it'll like they want to change the name. They didn't want to call it the Halo. Uh, they are also working with the, the arrow screen. They were trying to get the ha- arrow screen ready instead of the halo. They wanted anything but the halo and pretty much the, the article ended. The FIA did have the option of playing the Trump card and implementing the halo on safety grounds. But Autosport understands that president John Tot opted not to go with the major, ma- the, the majority decision on this occasion. Yikes. That
2: that that's, that's kind of crazy. Look back
3: in history too, going back to the drivers, kind of rejecting the halo. Drivers rejected the Hans device too, um, until they were made to wear it. And it, it's not known how many lives the Hans device has saved, because like you know, normal crashes, yeah, too many. Normal crashes, ha- like, like, like say Dylan Hurt Senior's crash at Daytona does not look like a nasty crash, and he passed away. There's a reason every single NASCAR driver started wearing a hands device after that incident yes. there's a reason it was mandated
0: it's like yeah I'm, brennan if, let, like if, like, if like,
3: you're gonna to say to the drivers to uh, like you know oh it's up to you if you want the halo or not they're gonna say no because you know they don't like change there's like no it's yeah. fine we like the danger we like that no it has to be a faa has to push this through not listen to the gpda it, it needs to happen Otherwise, it's never going to happen until days. Yeah, like,
2: th- 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 listen to that. Have we seen Alex Wurts's drunk tweets regarding this lately? Uh, don't I-, I, 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 I-, I call them drunk tweets because there was no way he was sober when writing them. Um, <laughs> but, um, like I said, as you said, like it's it, like guys don't like change. They they do not like change. And I've all and to, to to piggyback off what Brendan said a minute ago, I'll be the first guy to tell you, dri- the drivers do not know better and anyone who thinks they do is is fooling with themselves i mean this is the same f1 grid who within days of jules bianchi's tragic accident he had sergio Perez coming out saying yeah we drivers are going to ignore yellow flags and we're going to ignore them again and i'm like this is why we shouldn't listen to you on matters of safety because you're just going to go and break them anyway yeah
1: like, so cra- like crazy story uh Formula One made the Hans device mandatory as a response to the deaths of Ayrton Sen and Roland Ratzenberger. The Hans device was made mandatory in Formula One in
0: 2003.
2: Ugh. So, like, nine exactly. years after their accidents.
0: like if, if, a, if a death of a, of a hero doesn't change safety, nothing will. Like,
2: Oh. The, the most popular driver in F1 history, and that wasn't enough to get him in immediately for nine years.
1: Yeah, and pretty much uh, in North America, and all the major North American series, uh, the Hans of Isis made mandatory in 2001.
2: Even the Americans were two years ahead. <laughs> I mean, so, like, no offense, America's always <laughs> ahead,
1: because uh, IndyCar mandated helmets before Formula 1 did, like...
2: like yeah IndyCar
1: (laughs) mandated the the use of racing helmets in like the 1930s like IndyCar didn't I mean Formula 1 didn't do it until uh, I mean the FIA didn't do it until like a famous Grand Prix driver died in 1947 (laughs) then they're like okay we need helmets now
2: yeah so just to wrap this up it's gonna happen whether you guys like it or not The majority of you listening to this are still going to watch next season, so please stop kidding yourselves. Um, If you're an F1 fan as a hardcore at this point, nothing's going to push you away. And I've said it on Twitter last week, be honest with yourselves here, this is not going to turn you off, because you're too entrenched in F1 at this point. Like the engine noises, like all the other aesthetic changes that F1 has gone through in the last few years, we will suck it up and we will get on with it, because that's what we F1 fans do and I am all for this, and on a personal level, I don't ever want to watch another driver die on a a live broadcast again like with Justin Wilson, and that one still rattles me to my core. I still think about it every once in a while when it comes up, that we basically saw Wilson just go straight into the wall, unconscious, basically dead already at that point. Yeah, the the scary
3: thing was that they showed replays of the the piece of debris hitting him in the helmet. You know? Yeah. That's, like, that's never going to leave me. That is... I mean, that's no, that's, that's never going to leave
1: the seen. world. It's still on the IndyCar website. Like, you can go on their YouTube page and pull up that footage right now.
2: Yeah. They they, they did not yeah. cut that out of the race. Like, it is there for the world to see. The unfiltered, unedited broadcast. And, yeah. It says it all. That's, that's the sort of world we live in. So... Like, like I said, let's be proactive about this, and I'd rather see, I'd rather see a fan base alienated for driver safety than ever have to see and, another driver die again, ever. Yeah, quite frankly,
1: you, you, you saying again makes it not proactive at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah and that's the problem. Like, we have to be more forward thinking in this, and unfortunately, we have a fan base that not like on one side. You know, it mourns mourns their drivers relentlessly, but at the same time, whenever like I think Justin, I don't even know if you guys know Justin. I think um, at Fate Ghost Pirate on Twitter, a good friend of the show, um, he said it himself on Twitter on the last three He said, "Listen, we we went from oh you know get well soon, Jules, to fuck the Halo in the space of forty eight hours, and you know a, like the sport presents a potential solution, and we're like, no, we don't like this. It doesn't look nice enough, and yet we're all the guys that will." have glowing tributes to Jules every two seconds and the sad thing is that deaths like his could be prevented again in the future because as said in the day of the Doctor I don't ever want to go through that again quite frankly and I I can only hope that this is the first step towards a safer you know safer world of open wheel motorsports because I'm glad that not only that IndyCar is obviously looking into it, I mean, they're, they're more keen on The Shield by the looks of it. Um, we, we talked about that a few weeks ago on this show. Now, whatever path it takes, I'm glad that that now both major open-wheel single-seat series in the world are being forward in trying to push this through now. Well,
1: I mean, for IndyCar, yeah. it's going to be The Shield. They're dead set on it. They, they already publicly yeah. explained how they can make it work to avoid Vettel's problems.
2: So yeah, you know they're already ahead of the FIA again. The he- the he- um, they already
0: were with the tethers, because <laughs> they like they fix one problem while they while yeah. they're working on a solution. Yeah, it was a good that that's how you stop Gav.
2: Like I don't know. Be- because because no, when the Americans put their heads together, they can come up with just about anything. Yes, <laughs> when when they're not all fighting each other <laughs> and and the rest oh of the God, world <laughs> under the yellow flag. <laughs> um, uh. But um. Let's let's move on and let's let's talk a little bit about more European motorsport and some good times bad times incidents. So guys, w- w- what do you want to hear first? The good news or the bad news? Mm. Uh
1: we we know we know what the news is and we don't want to pick one.
2: <laughs> no, it's give like us the good off... news.
3: We need a lift after that head. Yeah. Give us the lift. Give us the yeah. good
2: news. The good news is Mercedes are joining the FIA Formula E Championship in season six.
0: Yay! Hooray! Yay. The best worst kept secret ever. Um.
2: The bad, the bad news. The bad news is, in order for them to do this, they're pulling out of DTM.
3: Oh. Ooh. Oh, oh no. Like, should
2: I be sad? Like, I
3: don't know. I don't know. If 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 you yeah. watch
1: DTM, you should be sad. Not many people watch DTM
3: though. So. <laughs> oh. If you're German, yeah. uh, please email us. <laughs> yes, yeah. S- yeah. S- so S- If you're listening, if-, if-, at- if you're listening to us, <laughs> oh,
2: shout out, shout out to my boy then, S- Shout out to my man Alex Goldsmith, my-, my DTM boys. But um yeah, this, this, like, I don't know how to feel about this. Is the short-term answer for this? I mean, okay, Mercs have confirmed they're going to be in season six. The Formula E fan base is absolutely gushing with the great news that another. Um, big factory name was joined in the series in what? God, two years time and yeah of course great for Formula E to have Mercs on there I mean that's now what the I want to say 6th or 7th factory team now in Formula e, I want to say think, oh. everybody but T-Cheetah but T- yeah right now everybody but T-Cheetah is a factory team
0: they're going up to 9 for that yeah. year I think is what they said so, <laughs>
2: so by that year they'll be at 9 so 9 out of the 10 teams will be a, a factory manufacturer team of some entity Um, which is great you know obviously it's great that you know more car firms are getting involved in Formula E I mean that's undeniably a good thing and as a motorsport fan you know that support series that is expanding I'm a MotoGP fan and you know, it's great that we've now got six factory teams in there. You know, obviously from Ducati to Honda to Yamaha, but the recent, you know, returns of Suzuki, KTM's now got a brand new factory project from scratch. And, you know, MV Augusta are thinking about taking part as we could be up to seven in a couple of years' time. So that's history. Um, nuts. World Superbikes. Yeah. And, again, and Dawn is now actively going out of its way to try and save World Superbikes now, basically. We've basically trying to get the more concessions to bring these smaller factory teams up, like Yamaha, like Honda. It's, it's weird to say Honda is a, is a flagging team in a, in a in a biking series, but here we are. F, F, um, F1 does a number to your reputation, it seems. <laughs> Yeah, this, does, just just does, as Pirelli <laughs> just <as a> Pirelli <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, they're, they're talking about more concessions to bring the smaller factories up, like Envy or like because they're they're trying to get more satellite teams, more wildcard entries in the World Superbike series. But that's a discussion for a different show. But yeah, Mercs are, are taking part in Formula E. Great news. They have to pull out of their they have to pull out of DTM to do it after the 2018 season. And that's going to be six less cars on the grid for the E.T.F. That is and that, a,
0: that is, is literally
2: a third of their field. <laughs> that's a bar, like that's a hammer blow. Even
0: after they shrunk their grid from, I think it was twenty-four or something like that, they, they had to shrink it because of costs.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, well, one thing so we no, agree
3: no. on. It's all Gerard Berger's fault. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, can i just to say as well, of what it was hilarious earlier today, that there was an interview from AUMS in Germany with Gerhard Who He said the free the free manufacturer coalition is going well. So even,
0: so even <laughs> he didn't know, and that's that's shocking. It's like, oh, we're just going to leave the series in two years. Don't
2: worry about us. <laughs> Bye. Burger didn't, didn't see you coming. Burger was like, "Oh, this is going great." Oh, damn! <laughs> next, next thing you know, you're down like half the grid compared to two years ago. Like literally half the field is gone, or um, is going basically by the end of the decade. Um, now we're going to be real with you here. I don't think any of the four of us on this show are regular DTM viewers, which is kind of a problem. <laughs> it's a, it's a I've small never problem. Seen a DTM race in my life. I am wow. Very <laughs> I've seen, like, two. <laughs> um, so I, I've, got, I've got, like, 200% more experience than Brennan. Yeah, I, um, I probably watch,
1: like, three or four per season.
2: Yeah, like... like I have seen highlights, so I, I've watched it on ITV4 every once in a while, the highlights. It's a fun-looking series, it really is, and I'm not denying it, and I'm, I'm glad that DTM was clearly going about itself in a way to try and make it more entertaining for the show, um, which is always nice, I guess. Um, but... No doubt, King. Huge blow for DTM.
1: Yeah, huge blow for DTM. I think it's... I don't know. It it feels like Mercedes-Benz is moving on in a way because after Mercedes-Benz left motorsport completely, they left everything after the Le Mans disaster in 1955. When they first returned to racing in in the 1980s, it was in touring car series and mainly the DTM where pretty much that's where they got their foot you know made their baby steps back in motorsports before becoming a formula one engine supplier before you know uh the the world sports Pro- car program with saver so it's kind of them kind of realizing that we're gonna be here for a while guys um
2: bye yeah it's it's, it's like it's weird because like bmw's kind of gone a similar road with them basically scaled down in the last decade or so i mean we all know they they used to be very active in nmp1 in sports cars and whatnot and they've scaled it down to gt3s their bike racing program has basically just become all right here's our bikes you can use them but we're not gonna we're not gonna upgrade them for you it's all yours bye basically um again super bikes big problem with that because then the altea team run bmws they just they they get given a set of s1000 double r's and it's like ah, it's all yours we're, we're we're not helping you out, you guys. It's all on you. Um, when that and that's been that ever since, basically. But it's, just, it's a similar deal. Again, we're seeing another. I mean, Mercs are making like a billion a year here, and like they're making so much in marketing money of their F1 project. I am I'm a little bit sh- shocked that they are suddenly scaling back, especially given it's coming from from DTM, where obviously it's a home series. And you know, it's one of their bread and butter series now. So, I mean, King, is it is it that expensive these days to run multiple series now? Uh, it, it it takes some explaining. Like
1: Mercedes Benz themselves, yes, they'd have the resources to do this, but the way they operate their motorsports program is technically they contract it out. So, right. um, uh, basically, the the company that runs their their most of their motorsports programs, except for Formula One and the, their GT program, so they have this company called uh, HWA, which uh, they they operate their their DTM cars, all six of them. They build the they also build their their Formula Three engines that they use for for their European Formula Three series. And this company is not a part of. Mercedes-Benz, but they have a close affiliation, because it was founded by uh, Hans Werner Alfrecht, who he's, the, he's ah. the HWA in HWA. He's also the A in AMG. He founded AMG until Ooh. Mercedes bought them out, and he, in 1999, he decided, yeah, I'm gonna sell, I'm gonna sell off my stake in AMG, and then, you know, basically start from scratch again, and now he's got back up to this point where he's like, I'm running Mercedes motorsports programs pretty much.
2: I'm basically a Mercedes employee again. And those are the guys that basically are going to have to switch from DTM to building their Formula E cars in Season 6.
0: Yeah,
1: And
2: that's why Mercs have to withdraw from DTM basically.
1: Yeah, pretty much they don't, like pretty much they would have to give more money to HWA to run a Formula E program. What if they shut down the DTM program and start a Formula E program? They're pretty much giving that company the same amount of money.
2: So it's a swap. Like the Formula E is the cool and trendy one you swapped right on Tinder with, and like like the conversation's going well. It's like okay, let's meal up for the first time. And this is basically where Mercedes <laughs> is now. Like they're they're on that they're on that anxious first day and you realize, oh shit, you've been catfished because because it's Formula E, and it, it never quite goes right. With Formula E, and I think the scary the problem pa-
3: for Mercedes is they already just dumped DTM by text, so this is not. Yeah, my this is The, the, the scary part <laughs> is I'm
1: afraid for the other manufacturers in Formula E because they shut down an entire six car program
0: to do this. How much money are they going to pour into this? Uh, uh, Bajillions uh, enough, enough to dethrone Renault I think is the answer to that <laughs>
1: <laughs> Because they're coming in In season 6 In season 5 they're Ending the car swaps they're also introducing For the like their second car So basically when I mean Second car like they're dumping the current Like chassis design they have now For a new chassis
0: With practically no rear wing isn't it? its like Because yeah. so they don't need them
2: <laughs> Yeah Oh. So yeah, I said that like season 6 is basic. like season 5 is basically the reset button for Formula E anyway. Um and they're going to they're going to sit it out, they're going to wait for a year, see how that goes down and then enter their car in 2018. And as you said, Mercs are going to have resources to throw at this. And which is funny because we've already got Audi and Renault being the two dominant forces in Formula I mean, E. We've, we've, we've got Mahindra kind of leaning out there on the fringe. because I mean Mahindra's, to be fair, they've greatly improved in the last year or so. They've I mean, now got a really Mahindra good Mahindra
1: has greatly improved in, like, the last couple months or so, where they've gone yes, from, us. like, pretty much, like, in the upper points not getting podiums to, like, yeah, we're consistent race winners now.
2: Yeah, God bless Felix, basically. <laughs> oh, God, that's going to end so quick. I'm so sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so sad. because God bless driver for hire Felix Rosenfist. It's like um, ne- next, week... you know, make
0: it... oh god. Yeah, go no, no, no,
2: no. It's, it's no. like the next
0: next thing you realise like now there's Citroen in this war. It's like oh dear god, this is gonna get this is gonna turn into arms race very quickly.
2: And now, and now Jag <laughs> is here. <laughs> oh, god. Yeah, Jaggy this... was here. BMW is race. gonna be here this, next year. <laughs> this is Group C in,
0: this is Group C in a nutshell, and they have electric power. It's like oh god, this is gonna go crazy. <laughs>
2: Uh, and let's not forget Mahindra shutting down its Moto Free project in, in 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 GP motorcycle racing to fund Formula E because it's been a much better investment for him because like mean, like it was basically Peco Bagnaia or Boston Moto Free for a good year or so. <laughs> now I'm wondering like the other two DTM
1: manufacturers, BMW's going to be there next year as like as well as Audi. What's going to happen when Mercedes rolls up with their massive budget while? Like BMW and Audi are like we're still in DTM, and we have to split our resources between this and DTM. Um, is there any way we like leave DTM so we can actually try to compete with Mercedes?
0: Yeah, can, isn't that why they've re- they, instead of doing a complete factory effort, they've kind of joined forces with a, a team? Uh, like BMW's gone yes. with Andretti and App's gone. Well, Audi's gone with App, so they can share the, the kind of the money load. Mercedes is just throwing a factory team and nothing else.
1: <laughs> yes, there would be. I think. I think Jag also started up their own team. Yeah. But besides that, there like there's no true factory team because Renault teams up with Dams and like they're gonna be like besides Jag, which like they're not you know competitive, unfortunately.
0: Well, uh, Venturi's one of them as well, but they're not the biggest thing on the block, are they?
1: Yeah, like they're not. They're not a real car company.
0: <laughs> there are fo-
1: yeah, there are four India.
2: It, <laughs> It, it's it, it's just DiCaprio's extremely deep pockets at this point. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> but aren't, aren't like, Faraday Future running Venturi? Like, they will have the same. Uh, Fri- Faraday uh, Future's like Dragon. Faraday Future. Yeah, they, like. Faraday Future used the Venturi. No. You know. Faraday no, Future no.
0: runs the Dragon team, which is paid by Penske, I think, is what it is, really.
1: Yeah, like, uh, Dragon is Jay Penske's team. So, like, Dragon used to race in IndyCar. Like, for some oh, reason. God, IndyCar.
0: don't remind me of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, for some reason, Jay Pinsky doesn't want to work with his father, so. I wonder why.
3: I wonder why. It's almost like they're two angry like, men. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, the, the Dragon Team, aka the real most popular team on the, on Via Racecar Twitter, yes. they get all the real fan boost votes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's not get
0: started with the bots again, shall we?
2: <laughs> we're angry. No, no, no we're not get going through weeks in the rule now. Yeah, don't don't you don't want to unleash the Jerome D'Ambrosio supporters club? It's it's an extensive club of literally some members. I, um, I, I, just, <laughs> I just sit here because of his name.
0: Us. I just sit here because because yeah. of the team's name. Nothing else. I swear. I'm not I'm not
3: that fan. <laughs> uh, of course,
2: you're not biased at all, are you, Dragon? Uh-huh. Um, but I
3: mean, <laughs> where, where does
1: Formula E go from here? Because right,
3: oh, like, arms
0: race.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I think back on my old podcast finish line one of the big apprehensions that athlete vg had over formula e before it even started that technically formula e had a speed limit because the only way that like the fia would allow single-seater cars on the type of road courses that you know Formula E went to if if there was you know if the cars like theoretically couldn't reach a certain speed we're going to hit that speed real soon. We're going to hit the, like, 150 mile an hour mark real soon.
2: Better, yeah, these cars are fast. Better, like, these cars are GT3 level fast. Yeah, like, I, I, was, <sighs> I
0: would say once they start hitting that speed, they will. You know, I know it will kind of break the Formula Formula E, but they, if they reach that kind of speed and they can't run on certain circuits, they're going to have to go to purpose-built racetracks, like national racetracks.
1: Don Donington. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Even though, like, Alejandro Agag has been like Mondewal vehemently, <laughs> free. <Ifri, hell> yeah. <laughs> yeah, vehemently. I, like, pretty much, if they're gonna go to permanent circuits, it's gonna have to be really close to a city, like accessible by public transportation.
0: But King, they—they're they're, they're not uh,
1: Mexico. Uh,
2: they're not gonna. They're, yes, they're not gonna have
0: a choice in like two, three years time. <laughs> like they're gonna. They're gonna be too fast on public roads. It's gonna be ridiculous. Yep. Like, they're me- gonna
1: reach the crossroads where like, oh, you know how we said we were gonna be one thing. Well,
0: things
2: change. Don't
0: give, don't give them an idea to go to Singapore. I do not want that.
2: <laughs> yeah, and like, aren't they gonna be having like two hundred and twenty kilowatts out of their cars by season five? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like, I think I think it's two twenty. So that's gonna be. They're gonna be even quicker in two seasons' time. They're
1: gonna be. They're <laughs> gonna be like even keel with Formula Two real soon. <laughs> Jesus. It, 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 imagine
0: it, throwing out there, imagine Formula 2 getting replaced by form, Formula E. Just that thought. Oh <laughs> it, oh it, it,
1: it wouldn't happen, but oh my god, the internet like, I mean, I'm pretty sure like the cars would be so fast by that point the internet's like, mind on Formula E would
2: completely change. Yeah, but King, there's no young talent that could get into Formula 1. It's a waste of a series. <laughs> it's a waste of a series. <laughs> Formula- Although to be fair, right now the public support for Formula Two is probably lower than ever now, given that a certain Charles Leclerc might not be getting into F1 yet. After all, more on that oh, in a minute.
0: Oh, for, for, Formula E becoming the dumping grounds of young drivers is going to be fucking hilarious soon. Oh, it's going
2: to and the home of and the home of Nick oh. Heinfeld not winning races. Oh. <laughs> like I, I
1: think they might have to leave street circuits just because like the amount of cars that teams would want to run because I'm pretty sure they'd be like, oh, well, we don't have to run second cars now, so that means, like, technically we have four cars here. Why can't we have three-car
0: teams? Because if, if Mercedes come and no one goes, we're going to have a 22-car grid by default. Yeah. And, that, and yeah. with that, there's going to be no manufacturers <laughs> wanting to leave, so there's going to be more people if privateers to try and join. It's like, oh, God, <laughs> we could have, like, 30-car like, races at one point.
1: New York City would be done. There would be no way they would race on that same circuit. Yeah.
2: So, you know, we're optimistic for the future of Formula E. You know, more factories, I, more cars, more one, speed, one, but wait, wait a minute. A minute.
3: Like, <laughs> it's basically curtain, like, the late 90s. There's so many manufacturers, so much money just going into a black hole. My <laughs> God, it's yeah, going funny yeah, to but, see this yeah, thing. Yeah, but, Brandon,
0: it's not a black hole because they're improving technology. Oh.
3: Which is, like, <laughs> part,
1: really it, it, it's really partially right. true, <laughs> but, I mean, like, All the batteries are built by Williams, so like...
2: But King, it's like, does any does anybody watch Formula are really hoping for the improvement of tech? No, they're hoping to see shit show motorsport races.
1: No, they're they're hoping for awesome racing and that their boys who have been fired from other series win.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so going going for because who <laughs> going for? We need a race at to now stat. <laughs> they we they do. test oh, there Tom, for me is like my
1: it's incredible. Actually, they, they won't be testing there anymore because. They did like they're
0: con- <laughs> It's incredible. Yeah, they,
1: like it up until like I think this season, this off season is the last off season where they where all the teams are like required to be based in Donnington. Now like that's the reason why you're seeing like a lot of manufacturers getting involved now,
2: because now you could be based anywhere. King, I demand the race Donington so I could go to the stands and shitpost on Lucas Degrassi from a great height. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> Alejandro
1: Agag loves like loves city races too much. We're definitely going to see a race at Brands Hatch. Yeah,
0: season ten. Ah, uh, season ten. I think <laughs> season ten's <10's laughs> the breaking point if they go off street circuits. I think I'm going to call that now. <laughs> it's like do you really want to keep racing here.
3: <laughs>
2: oh dear, oh dear. So, so yeah, yeah. Lots to look forward to with Merckx being a Formula E team in the in the quite distant future but uh, I, hope, I hope it's not the end of DTM as we know it, because, God, 12-car grids do not sound appetizing to me. And tune in to the season finale doubleheader in Montreal for Formula E. Yeah, yeah this weekend, the Montre- yeah, Montreal for the season finale. Will Sebastian Buemi take his second straight Formula E title? Brackets, probably. Um, close brackets. Um, but, hey, Flight. guys, there's an outside chance Sam Berg can still win the title. Yeah, like... <laughs> Like
1: Sam Bird and Felix Rosenquist are still like mathematically mathematically eligible
2: to win which, the championship, which is incredible. Hashtag fa- fa- fan boost Felix Rosenfist. Hashtag fa- fan boost. Felix which <laughs> is, which, is, we're, which is, we're fan boosting Felix on this show. Yeah. God damn it, which is
0: incredible because Bumi has either finished first or not finished or not started. Really, because that's kind of his yeah. season.
2: DNS <laughs> did not start. It's like oh. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, speaking of other racing formulas, it's looking like Liberty Media, combined with for- the FIA's Formula 2 series, is going for a great big revamp for the 2018 season. And, man, there's a lot to get into here. I mean, I'm going to read out King's Notes real quick, um, and just to give you a rough idea of what we're talking about here. Ahem. <clears throat> FIA Formula 2 looks ahead to the 2018 season. The championship will introduce a new car next year for the first time since 2011. Uh, New teams are expected to join the existing 10. While there is room for 13 teams, the series boss expects 11 or 12 to take the grid. All teams will commit to the series for at least three years. The new F2 cars will visually resemble the current F1 cars as well as be powered by a turbocharged V6 engine. The cars will not have any energy recovery system on cost grounds. Also, the series will still use high-degradation tyres and feature a large number of components from the old car. Liberty Media is interested in having closer ties between Formula 1 and Formula 2, mainly being inspired by MotoGP. It's rumoured that they are aiming to get Formula 2 granted World Championship status by the FIA. Good luck with that. Um, <laughs> hey, hey. Rallycross got World Championship oh. status. <laughs> and yeah, and Tr- Tr- King, if they could have gotten like Formula 2 or GP2 World Championship status, they would have got it by now.
1: No, <laughs> oh, actually, like, there's a weird reason why they couldn't, because... Uh, because of the name, it couldn't be called like GP two and still be get world championship status. It was like a weird like technicality thing. Oh come on!
2: <laughs> Bash your heads together, FIA. Fix your shit. And um, yeah, it was
1: mainly to the fact because like for like two years that FIA did
2: have a Formula two that wasn't GP two.
0: Well, that went down well. Oh wait, doesn't <laughs> Yes, yes. This anymore. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, the Stefano Domenicali plan Of having a Formula 2 series Worth 60 super licenses No, 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 not not, not that The
1: one that was run by Jonathan Palmer
2: Oh,
0: yeah
1: The one (laughs) (laughs) Like, it has only one series highlight And it's not a
2: highlight Go on Um, Remind the listeners at home (laughs) Henry Surtees died Oh Ah Yeah, that one Let's talk about that one. Immediately um, um, disappearing after anything
3: that. Anything to do with anything called Palmer's <laughs> yeah, <body myself. laughs> do, do, bad? Yeah, just don't don't go anywhere near it. Like, look, just, just, just to run down, like, like who were
1: the the four champions that they had? I think they had, uh, I think Andy Socek, who was the Spanish driver. I know 2010 was the only notable champion, Dean Stoneman, and then oh, I yeah. 2011 they had like this Italian. Uh, Mirko Berlatzi and then they had his British driver in the fi- final season, like he's so like n- not important. I'm not even gonna mention his name.
2: And why? And why is that, King?
1: <sighs> because since then, the 2012 Formula Two champion has gone on to race in Auto GP the next year, and then the year after that raced in European, Le- like Euro- the European Le Mans Series. Hang on, who, who is it?
3: I've forgotten. Uh, he
1: is Luciano Bacchetta. He is British. Come again?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! Like, he's basically the Joe Conter of racing drivers. I see. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. He's definitely English. Whatever you say. Yeah, he came here at age twelve, and he's got Australian parents. But yeah, he's he's one of us. What is he like? What, he's he, not winning. He <laughs> has. He has.
1: Italian ancestors via India. Wow. As how,
0: round, how roundabout can you get to a, a British flag? Oh my god.
3: That's my ancestors night. used to be ruled by them.
2: Oh. Yep, yep. Give them that passport. Give them the passport. <laughs> just, yeah. just don't ask questions. Just give it to them. Give it to <laughs> Right, so Formula 2, brand new car. We haven't seen this brand new car yet, have we? No. Um, it will be unveiled at Monza. Nice. Uh, good round for that sort of thing. Historic round, historic venue, all that good shit. Boring race. Um, historic
1: place to make announcements.
2: Cheers, Michael. Nice place to retire. Get rid of oh, Kimmy. Get rid of Kimmy now, please. Um, <laughs> We're, in, we're announcing we're putting Antonio Giovinazzi in our car for 2018. Wrong
1: one! Yes! Wrong one, goddammit. <laughs> Charles Leclerc yeah. sobs in a corner. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, sorry Antonio, you lost news. <laughs> uh, But Like I said, yeah, new car in 2018. You know, I, I, I hope it looks nice and whatnot. I mean, it Okay. So Formula Two is probably going to expand, which is nice. Of course, you know, it's we're looking at maybe twenty-two to twenty-four cars, maybe even twenty-six. Most likely twenty-two or twenty-four, which is nice. I mean, King, it's nice now that we're getting new cars, ones that are definitely, I think, more relevant to what Formula One is on the way in. But we still have to get over this whole not really getting guys into Formula One thing, you know? There is some. Like, these are just the most tame
1: things. Like, I only took the stuff that I could, like, definitely find official confirmation for. There is some uh, rumors going around by people in the series, like team principals of Formula 2 teams that are just further out there that I'm, like... I'm not... I didn't want to include it on the set list by, like, how a bit shocking they were.
0: How crazy they can be. with the FIA. we talk about? Anything is been crazy.
1: So when yeah. I mentioned that Liberty Media wants to have closer ties between Formula 1 and Formula 2 so basically what that means, like of course you'd have the same junior teams like you would before but uh, uh, Liberty Media would financially compensate any F1 team who would put a, tr- uh, like a junior driver in Formula 2 Ooh. so like
2: in right, so they f- took f- the bill then basically yeah. So, also, okay.
1: they wanted Liberty Media wants the FIA to make Formula Two mandatory to get a super license, where you have to Oof. spend at least one year in Formula Ooh, Two to get a super license.
2: That, oh my god! Get, get, oh, oh no 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 no! Get all the no <laughs> no! <laughs> get all the Verstappen
0: stands out now.
1: <laughs> and third crazy point, um the FIA Liberty Media would allow uh, F one factory teams, like F- any F one team, if they could afford to afford to run a third car if it was run by a Formula 2 team
0: oh no
2: oh, oh no hey, okay like, hey, I, I, like that, I, like, I like that the level of crazy just went up as the points went on like, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we, we're, we're going to start slow and we're going to work our way to full acid trip like oh my god now I'm going to tackle the middle one here first Like, okay Wanting to make F2 mandatory for a Super License is a bad idea, in my opinion, because the old Super License system actually was, to a degree, a bit more friendly to devices that weren't on their own ladder. Like, at least if you won Formula Renault 3.5, I think you got, like, 35 points for winning the title in that one. I think it was was 30 or 35. But, Trey, you have to realize we're to the point
1: where... The only thing is on the ladder, are FIA championships. Now, like the only thing not, yeah, on, like the, the only thing not on the ladder is technically still on the ladder, like GP three, like the <sighs> all the Renault series. Like three point five is dead. Like two it's still around. But like, if you graduate from two you're most likely going to the European Championship.
2: Yeah, and the problem with that king is that a third of the current grid never raced in GP two. Max, as you listed here, yes. Max Verstappen, Esteban Ocon, Pascal Verlein, Carlos Sainz, Danil Kvyat, Lance Stroll, and Valtteri Bottas never raced in GP2. Now, now uh, when I mentioned that they were
1: inspired by MotoGP, Dre, oh, how many riders on the current MotoGP
2: grid never raced in Moto2? Let me work this out. Mark Marquez did. Danny Pedrosa won two fifty titles. Valentino Rossi did ran in two fifties. So as did Maverick Vinales in Mono I don't think anybody did. Is, is, is there, um, has anyone doing like, any, the bunny hop? Hang on, hang on. I'm trying, I'm trying to work this out. Cal Crutchlow didn't because Cal Crutchlow jumped from World Super Sport to jump over. Danilo Petrucci was in Superstock one thousand. He never raced in. He never raced in Moto two. He was. Dre, Dre, like I'm
1: like. 250s do, does count, because 250s oh, was like, no. it became Moto2.
2: That does count. Give me a minute. I'm trying to work this out, okay? This
0: is turning into a bike life podcast, and I'm scared. Yeah, <laughs> but like,
2: the, the well, point I is... Games, and, and, no, and, I didn't ask for this. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, and I think the point that King's trying to make here is it's not many. I think it's, I think it's Crutchlow. I think it's Petrucci. Jack Miller skipped Moto two entirely. Um, so I'm trying to think there's anybody else in the grid that did that? Jumped the class altogether or just came in through another way? And I think those are the only three I can think of. Give me a minute. I'm going to put up the entire Moto GP calendar list. But and yeah, I'll, the... I'll continue on my point Go while on.
1: Dre looks that up. Where it's like, I think Liberty Media th- feels that the teams are pushing drivers too fast, where you end up. Yes, you. For every Max Verstappen, you're gonna have like ten Daniil caveats who like yeah, they skip Formula Two, and it's like, was it really worth it? Like Kvyat's, th-
0: Kvyat's the prime case of going of like maybe even going too fast because he went from what GP three to Red Bull season in two years or something ridiculous. Yes, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like
1: he he won the 2013 GP GP three title and. At the end of this year, he'll spend four years in Formula 1 and he could get
2: fired. And he's not even 24 yet. It's, 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 the, it's the Jaime Agoswari problem all over again. You're, you're
0: too young and you end up burning out too young as well. So you're like, oh, what am I, do? What am I supposed to do now?
2: <laughs> and the fact go, that... Become
3: a it, DJ for two years and then retire. Yep. And the <laughs> fact sorry. that the way the current system
1: set is set up... It punishes people who take the route that the FIA encourages. Like it punishes people for going to Formula Two, cause you're gonna go to Formula Two, be successful, and you have no place to go because the people who skipped Formula
0: Two take took all the seats already. <laughs> because they don't guarantee yeah. <laughs> a top level seat. And they can't because the manufacturer's whore talent. <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly I mean look at look, look, look at the young driver academies right now I mean McLaren have got Nick Dere sitting there Renault have got Sir rockkin and onnie Roland Roland probably should be in F1 next year but he won't be because they they forget about bringing Robert back um which and oh by the way just a quick just just a quick side note the number of riders that had skipped Moto 2 entirely is four. Danilo Petrucci, who was a Superstar 1000 guy Cal Crutchula, who was in World Supersport Jack Miller, who skipped Moto2 entirely and Laurie Spaz, who was in World Superbikes. so yeah, there you go yeah, that's, a, that's a
1: controllable number 4 is fine when you're running <laughs> into like when you're approaching 8 that's a big problem it's it,
2: it's a, it's 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 a steep it's a, it's a steep leap to say the least it, it's, and
0: yeah it's the problem with um f uh, formula 1 because you have f1 then you have f2 but then you have f3 which is like the most disconnected thing from formula 2 i can see because it's like it doesn't even race with the series anymore it just well, it's like, out there on its own it's, it's like f3 Europe or something like that now isn't it i mean like
1: then like formula 3000 used to be like that they didn't support like formula 1 weekends like this is a recent thing because Back when Bernie like came up with the idea of having GP2 and GP3, it was to copy Moto
2: GP. Uh. <laughs> yeah, because, because that ladder has worked so well over the last decade or so, sort of. Um, it's got the problem where I think there's too much decent talent in the second class now, but they've actually kind of moved the ladder on quite nicely, given that I think five guys got promoted from Moto2 into the top class last season. On, rather than being Johan Zarko, who's been bloody fantastic this season, you know Jonas Volga is right up there as well. So, yeah, like in the difference is in MotoGP is that they're looking for the next alien, and that's why, like a lot of the time, you in Moto two you can see who's really good really quickly, and they will get their MotoGP seat because they're willing to move they're willing to move older mediocre guys out because they think they might have found the next alien. I mean. Frankie Moore, but then he's having a breakout season this year in Moto2, and he's already confirmed that Mark VDS for next year. Like, I mean, so, like, yeah.
1: they, they, like, Max Verstappen was already on the fast track to Formula 1 when he was in karts. Like, he didn't have to do Formula 4. He only did Formula 3 because he needed to wait. And that'd be like the equivalent of in MotoGP, then like, yeah, you you kid there in CEV in Moto3, we, we want you in MotoGP next year.
2: Yeah, it's like it's like pushing a sixteen-year-old Marquez in Alex Marquez into MotoGP because his brother's done all right. It's, it's it's that sort of deal, and I'm not sure that's the healthiest way of going about it. And I mean, let's tie this back into probably the most infamous example of this, and that's Charles Leclerc. and. Let's be real with each other here. Charles Leclerc is bloody insane, and I I watched the
0: first race I watched of GP two this F F two this year. Is he was in that first was it the first sprint race where he just passed everyone after pitting? It's like, oh okay, it's
2: like this. It's like this kid's a bit special, Um, yeah. And like, I think he's having the most impressive. You know GP two slash Formula Two season. I think I've ever seen at the moment, and he's got a sixty seven point championship lead over Arte Markulov at the moment. Stoffel season, anyone? Moderns man, (laughs) Markulov. How about that? Hi, Markulov. How you doing?
0: Stoffel, Stoffel season. No, it's Leclerc season. God damn
2: it. We're calling it it hashtag the Monaco expansion plan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because like. Like Charles Leclerc has got everything. He's young, he you know he's he's destroying worlds right now in in, in Formula Two. He's making a very experienced and pretty good Formula Two field look bloody silly right now. Um, and you know he again he's got the Ferrari affiliation, and even more importantly, the fans love him. Like uh, like people are pouring their hearts out for Leclerc wanting to see him in F one right now. Just one problem. We may, you probably saw this news last week, but the main way of entry we all thought it was going to happen for the clerk was Haas, Given that yeah, he was their third driver for a little while, and uh, you know the Ferrari affiliation, obviously that comes along with that. They just confirmed Grosjean and Magnussen staying for another season. Ooh. So, so yeah, you
0: know. not a bad call. But Gro- oh,
2: <laughs> I,
1: I it's not a bad call, but it it, it it's, it's smells not, it's not the of call. like. The Gene Haas pushback to say that we're definitely not a Ferrari B team. Don't get that Ooh. idea, guys. <laughs> guys. It's the this is Magnus my. T-
3: still good. Remember 2013? <laughs> he's still good. It's he hasn't, good. Good. He hasn't <laughs> at all? Yeah. No. Gene,
0: you can't blame no, 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 no. you can't blame Sauber for being a Ferrari B team after they're going to Honda. Oh, yeah, that's going now. <laughs>
2: it's like yeah, <laughs> and that's that, that that's the wrong. Thing. It's not a bad call because let's be real here. We know Grosjean is a really good baseline level driver for a. For a good car, And K-Mag's been pretty darn good in his own right this season. Um, Three-point scoring in finishes. 11 points to his name. Only seven behind Grosjean in the championship. And we expect Grosjean to be better because of his experience. And he's the team leader. So, of course, Grosjean's going to be a bit better than K-Mag. But K-Mag's been pretty good. And I'm glad that he's not been chopped again. Because um, <laughs> yeah. he, he has been... He has been Mr. Collateral Damage in his F1 career so far, Um, whether it be for Fernando Alonso or giving up on the dream, so to speak, um, when he was at Renault and he was... Suitably chopped for poor Nico Hulkenberg, unfortunately, who is having a pretty good season in his own right at the moment. I'm, I'm, su- I'm but, surprised um,
0: still around after being chopped twice. He's like, oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's like Once you get chopped once, it's pretty hard to get back in, let alone twice. Um, like, <laughs> like, like, Pierre Gasly f- hasn't been chopped once, and he hasn't
3: gotten. Yeah. You
2: know? <laughs> <laughs> He, and He's too busy driving super formulas in Japan right now. And, yeah, he might get in next year, but all of a sudden the Red Bull Academy's looking a, a little bit barren right now. It's just him and basically Dan Ticktum at the moment, whoa, and that's whoa, about it. Whoa,
1: there's my boy, the American, Neil Verhagen.
0: Who? Get out.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> get out, you American.
0: As long as he's in Scott Speed, he'll actually exist in Toro Rosso for a long while. <laughs>
2: <laughs> lit um but like i said like Hass was probably going to be the logical way in for charles Leclerc if anything was going to happen this season and that door's been well and truly slammed in charles Leclerc's nose um we were thinking sauber but sauber's obviously leaving ferrari power this year to dot 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 question mark who fucking knows for Salber at this point because we 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 were talking about honda but that's not that's not all of a sudden quite so certain if you believe people in the german press so well
1: yeah it's for it's for a variety a whole variety of reasons which actually i can explain right now it's largely down to uh driver line of control because manisha keltenborn said that uh in in her deal with honda she said that uh, Honda would have, you know, final say on who the drivers would be. Obviously, oh, Longbow Finance, the <laughs> Swedish company, did not like that at all. And now we know why a certain someone is no longer team principal at Sauber
2: so in other words oh they guys. weren't keen they, they weren't keen on their man being chopped for Nubahiro Machahita basically <laughs>
3: pretty much who needs money from Honda yeah. who needs money from Honda when you can have Marcus Ericsson
2: Marcus Ericsson <laughs>
0: F1's, bi- <laughs> F1's biggest cock block since you know Kimi Raikkonen uh,
2: oh. Dude, who, basically, who basically is Formula 1's biggest silly season cock block and has been for the last three years have fun, <laughs> have fun <let laughs> Marcus talk with Ericsson him. F1's answer to Marco Andrade <laughs> 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 Zoe, I am so sorry. <laughs> but... not um, yeah. yeah, like I said, it, like, guys, like, if we're being honest with each other here, let's be real here. Charles isn't going to be in F1 next year, is he?
0: He needs divine intervention from Ferrari to kick Raikkonen out, but with Vettel around, and he wants to sign a new three-year no, deal.
1: He needs, he needs divine <laughs> intervention that... That Ferrari one gets rid of Kimi, two does not try to get Max Verstappen, three does not slot Antonio Giovinazzi in that seat, and then um, he could have Vettel. a chance. And, and, well, and then
0: because Vettel doesn't, Vettel wants to keep Raikkonen. He's not going to sign his new deal unless Raikkonen stays around. What I've like read, so yeah, it's like but, oh,
2: and, uh, yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's worth mentioning. And, in, yeah, it's, it's worth uh, mentioning last week that for, uh, Ferrari, well. Ben is lagging a little bit on his phone, but I was going to say, like, it mentioned last week that Vettel was basically offered a three year, £122 million contract by Ferrari, um, which would put him very close to Lewis Hamilton as the most paid driver in Formula One. It's, it's an enormous contract. That would basically get Vettel to the end of his 33rd um, year in terms of so, real so, life seasons, so basically.
1: basically... Vettel's signing the deal for his apex years. For like pretty much, that's where he's gonna be the best he'll ever be.
2: Yeah, basically, he's talking about Vettel. If, if he if he plays out all three years, he'd have been at Ferrari longer than Alonso was during his run there, because his run was five years from 2010 to 14. Um, so, if Vettel plays out, signs that extension, and does the three years, he'd have done six. Uh, at Ferrari, which again, as you said, this is this would be Vettel's prime season. He's thirty now. This would put him through till the end of the twenty twenty season. That would be, he'd be thirty three at that point,
3: and he'd be um, a free agent for the new formula.
2: Wants... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh Jesus, Jesus!
3: Apparently, like uh, as a caveat on his contract, he wants Räikkönen in mm. the Ferrari seat for two years.
2: He wants no, <laughs> Seb, what are you doing? <laughs> I know, I know, you like your boys, Seb, but no. <laughs> like, like Sebastian. Seriously, I'd rather see you as a free agent than resign and force Riker into stay. I'd <laughs> yeah, like, rather see Reckon him fight. jump
3: the shark three fucking years ago. Yeah, EG, he's been done since twenty fourteen. I know you're you're telling me he's going to be in there t- till twenty nineteen. Like, like forty. F-
2: Say what you will about Raikkonen's great drive at Silverstone. He's currently almost two to one and is behind his teammate in terms of points scored, one seventy seven to ninety eight right cool. now. Um, it's it's ugly. Um, it's it's a whopping, and Raikkonen will probably cost Ferrari yeah. the constructors at this rate if this keeps up. How, because how much do, Valtteri Bottas is like. 56 points in front of him in the yeah. championship right now. And, and he's been the biggest scorer in F1 for the last five rounds. How, how, how <laughs> much
0: does Ferrari value that constructors championship versus how much do they value keeping Vettel on the team to get a driver's? That's what they got to question to themselves. <laughs>
2: If, like, do they, do, do they want to play like, Russian roulette with the best pound-for-pound pound value driver in F1 given he's two years younger than Lewis? Mm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I do not want to be the, te- the head boss of Ferrari at the moment.
2: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's like, do, like do you dare risk losing, Seb? Because, hey, I mean, you got to remember, Valtteri Bottas is a free agent at the end of the season, too, and they haven't re-signed him yet, even though Toto said it's a no-brainer they're going to re-sign him. Though, <laughs> we, we
1: do have to ask the question, like, where would he go do you do you really think that mercedes could assemble that super team of hamilton and vettel yes, yes. money you, you think money money just yes. solves all issues money <laughs>
2: and the fact that mercs is still the proven number one team in the field you, you don't think that lewis would disagree to such situation i don't think he cares well no, look, but he you know what i don't i don't think lewis cares i don't think lewis has ever been the teammate well, guy I really don't. I don't. I like. I look at him and I get like. Listen, he glossed over Nico Rosberg until Rosberg went and beat him last season. Like he, he took uh, he, he, could,
0: he took on Button who had just won a championship as a teammate. It's like, oh okay, <laughs> this is nothing
2: wrong. And, and beat yeah, and beat him two to one over their three seasons together. So, like Lewis, like he has the best resume of head to head matchups as a driver in the modern era of F one. Like he he was better than Fernando Alonso in their year together he beat Button 2-1, he glossed over Heike Kovalainen, sorry Heike and you know, he's, he got the better in Nico Rosberg 3-1 in their seasons together as well, Lewis does has really never lost a driver matchup in, in, in over long periods of time, he'll be relishing Sebastian Vettel in the same car as him trust so, me, he would live on so it Vettel in
3: the same car as him because, yeah, he's because proved he, that he is the greatest of this generation, for
2: sure exactly, that, that would, but trust me We all saw the handshakes, the hugs, the respect that those two showed for each other at the start of this season. It's been the biggest story of this season has been their relationship. And you could tell, like, Lewis has got a shit ton of respect for Sebastian and vice versa. But I mean, like...
1: Barring any Botas-related shenanigans, that driver lineup would have a
2: combined eight world championships. That's terrifying. (laughs) That's terrifying. That would be the greatest... That would be the greatest F1 team probably ever assembled. Yes. Like outside
0: uh, outside like, Alan Prost and Senna in their age. Like, oh, OK.
2: But, no, but but the thing is, like, not even Senna and Prost have that level of accolades. Between, OK, it's a bit inflated by modern day numbers because they're a bit bigger than what they were back then. But as a guy that thinks Vettel is on the same level as Airton Senna and Lewis Hamilton's really not far behind at all. Like, I think you're pretty much in the same ballpark. I mean, the, the thing
1: is, you need to remember that Ayrton Senna had zero world championships when they became
3: teammates. Yeah.
2: Which is a good point. And then Senna, when he left, had three. Um, yeah, for better or, or worse. Senna could
3: have been Kovalainen. And he wasn't. <laughs> he could have been Kovalainen. He was a bit better than them at that point,
2: but... I mean, I was going to talk a lot about the F1 season, because you know, we, are, we are now halfway through. I mean, we are 10 down, 10 to go. Actually, no, we've got 10, yeah, we've got 10 to go. So we're halfway through this 20 race season, and um, like, it's amazing. I should be a lot more excited for a season where the best two drivers in the planet are covered by a single point through 10 rounds, but... Like, did anybody else get, like, the wave of almost inevitability through Silverstone? That, like, Mercs looked look like they turned the screw this, that, that weekend? <laughs> I mean, uh, I
1: hate to say it. It's like, yes, the title fight has been intriguing, but the racing could be better.
2: It, yeah, it's like, the season started pretty exciting to me. Like, I thought it started a little bit above average. I thought China was pretty good. I thought Bahrain was, pr- was pretty good. It was, it was an intriguing sort of race. We actually had probably the best Spanish Grand Prix ever as well, which I think is kind of crazy. It wasn't a that wasn't a Hall of Fame level race, but for Spain that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Spain is no, like Spain is normally a guaranteed shit fest, and that was actually a pretty darn great Spanish Grand Prix. Um, Monaco was shit. Canada was shit well actually that wasn't shit the second half was pretty good it was a, it was a decent canadian romper it was a for the leader baku yeah baku was a lightning in a teacup carnage. basically <laughs> carnage austria was dramatic but i wouldn't necessarily say excited. it was a four it was a three out of ten race of a six out of ten finish um basically and Silverstone was crap basically, outside of Daniel Ricciardo provided the entertainment, that was about as far as it went, you're right I think, like, we've not had one particularly outstanding race this season, unless you want to count Baku for reasons that weren't really to do with racing um, so, as I said, like, I wish I could be more excited about this season on paper, because you've got Vettel versus Hamilton, This is the, this is the title fight we've wanted to see for a decade basically those two in two different cars fighting for the title, you know, just those two. Dot 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 for now because Valtteri has come along, just come surging along the Bottas last five rounds. Is
3: within a one of the world championship lead. What two points? And Vettel take each other out. Bottas
2: leads the championship.
0: Yeah, imma- the I- imagine if, if Bottas sneaks this championship under both of their noses. How how much carnage there would be? You'd be like, oh, okay.
2: <laughs> the internet would never be the same. You'd <laughs> be like. My nice sports effort is going to be, the meltdown.
3: We have to resuscitate Chris Cook. you will have multiple heart attacks.
2: <laughs> Cook would die. He would die in an orgasm of his own jizz. Oh um, bas- <laughs> um, basically, but like, like I said, I should be more excited for this, but it just feels. Like 20, going into Hungary, like
0: 2013, like kind of season where
2: we it looks
0: really close and then everything just spreads out uh, as soon as you get near the end. Like someone's just going to get the momentum and go with it, or uh, along the lines of that. Well,
2: yeah, in 2013, like everybody else was, was pretty much focused on the hybrid era cars, mm. where Red Bull was like, "No, no, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take this one now. And we'll, we'll, we'll worry about the new car later." <laughs> um. Yeah. As Seb won nine in a row to close that season and made a mockery of everybody, pretty much, and then bit the bullet later. Thanks, Daniel. Um, but, see, it's, <laughs> it's weird. Because, it's, like, Seb's been so bloody good, the, like, especially the first six rounds where he didn't finish outside of the top two. And it's the cracks are just starting to show f- on that Ferrari. The f- Ferrari development like,
0: pace seems to be showing it's, like, kind of it's probably just slow down across the year it it, it happens and um.
2: it, it, well it's, it's not even so much that because let, let's weigh it up here I mean Fettel's last four rounds were fourth fourth second and seventh I mean Canada he was unlucky he was clipped by Verstappen and that essentially ruined his race but he came back very strongly he would have been on the podium if the race was one lap longer um Azerbaijan he was his own stupidity cost him an easy win pretty much Um, and ended up being fourth. But hey, not actually an overall not bad result because Lewis had his bad luck with the headrest. Austria, second time this season, he's been clamped by a very fast Valtteri right at the end. Thanks, King. Um, (laughs) Tell your man to slip up every once in a while. That'd be nice. And Silverstone would have been a podium, but Ferrari, goddammit, Ferrari ran their tyres too long again. Bollocks. Um seventh, basically, and Räikkönen was better that weekend anyway, by all, by, all, by all accounts, and it was a deserved third for Kimi. Probably should have been second, really. But, it's... Like, I get the feeling this is going to be a really critical Grand Prix this weekend. Oh, yeah. Like, if if, if Mercedes-Curve
0: if Mercedes stop hungry, my faith for Ferrari coming back, because their car is supposed to be good at those tracks. If Mercedes beat mm. us, we, well, Ferrari, we'd, 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 we can't come back from it. <laughs>
3: You're showing your uh, your bias there. We're, we're non-biased. Show. Shut up. No bias. Here. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, three of us aren't Vettel fans. No.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. Like uh, we're we're not biased at all in the same way that Adam Johnson didn't fancy Laura Tross. Um, I, 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 I I'm a Ferrari
0: <laughs> fan and I deal with Raikkonen. and damn it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, look, you're right. I mean, this is a track that Ferrari traditionally go go well at, and this is a track where we saw Vettel win two years ago. Um, and well, I think that's why you can't, you can't look into Silverstone
3: too much, because Ferrari never really go well around Silverstone. Neither does Vettel. You,
2: there's, there's, there's two problems that hang over my head here, Brennan, and here's those two problems. Number one, this is a track where Mercs also go really well at, traditionally. They've been more unlucky than anything else in recent times, and, you know, like, look at the bookies. Lewis one's four to five to win this race this weekend. <laughs> like, we... Odds on, which is not good at all. Like, Vettel is 4-1, and he's joint second favourite with Val, which says a lot, really, about the state of play right now. But just one problem. After the summer break, it's Belgium and then Monza. Like, it's... Yeah, power tracks. And if Merckx's engine upgrades have put them over over the top on Ferrari, this is going to sting until Singapore... And but guys,
3: Ferrari have just
2: been saving all their upgrades for Monza. They have another 200 horsepower in the bank. D-
3: don't worry. Just one we problem with that
2: one, Brennan. Just one problem with that too. Vettel is almost guaranteed to take at least one engine penalty between now and the end of the season. I think
0: everyone is, except for the customer Mercedes teams. Like, is that? Yeah. That, l- that's a stupid point as well. Like, every single manufacturer team is gonna. Every single car is taking a penalty this year. That's how fragile the range is. At the point, yeah,
2: like Lewis is already on his third parts of some of his engine, and I think Seb's on his fourth turbocharger already.
0: Both. So like all the manufacturers are on fourth parts for everything, and then the the manufacturer the the customer Mercedes are still on their second full set, which is insane. They could they could they get really high on the grid due to them not having penalties.
2: Yeah, that Mercks, that Mercks engine unit is a beautifully beautifully reliable thing for the most part. It's, it's it, one will go pop every year. <laughs> please please make it, please make it be Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey,
1: shades of 2007. <laughs> oh, well,
0: I mean
2: Shays
1: 2008. You know. Yeah, 2008 Hungarian Grand Prix, never forget. <laughs> oh,
2: Felipe. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, brother Ryan still is scarred by that one. He really is. He never talks about it, ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, being the Felipe Massa fan that he is. But, you know, like... It's it's all sorts of... You know what's funny as well? Like We talked a little bit about City Season a minute ago as well. I think we're overlooking one thing about City Season that nobody's brought up. What the hell is Daniel Ricciardo going to do? Stay in put. Stay in put. You're... You really think Ricardo's going to stick there's it out? Because you know
0: what? there's nothing bigger. There's nothing that can improve on Red Bull at the moment. That's free and that won't cost a lot of you know time, like
2: Renault. <laughs> it's amazing because it's like, okay, like I think the blessing. I think it was kind of partially ruined the potential because this was meant to be a mental city season. Like because a lot of guys are out of contract at the end of the year. I think Lewis is, Val is because he was only on a one year deal. I think Verstappen's out of contract at the end of the season. I think Sergio Perez is as well. So there was all sorts of names being thrown about here. And I think Ricardo's was definitely one of them. And Ricardo's said himself before that he feels like he's going nowhere right now because he's twenty-eight now. Like he's he's not a spring chicken anymore, Daniel Ricardo. And right now his career is gonna be the scrappy dude that gets the occasional win when, when shit goes down around him, basically. He's hugely popular. Like the fan base for Ricardo is insane. Like he's generally a very well likable dude and he could be like I, he's like the only other guy that I could see as like the potential face of the sport level dude. But as you said, Red Bull's not going anywhere anytime soon, and they're not close enough to really challenge the big two right now. It's like
0: the only place Ricardo can go that won't have contests from any of the teammates would be Mercedes. But they have Valtteri Bottas, who's doing a stellar job at the team. It's like he's the perfect guy for Lewis's conquest.
2: Yeah, because he's harmless. He doesn't he doesn't upset the apple cart. He doesn't play up his title aspirations as much as Nico did. <laughs> um, <laughs> look like even though nico have you seen nico social? oh he's so happy he's like out (laughs) Uh, he's the happiest man in the world in the u.s right now going to meetings meeting up with tesla and instagram i do i do have to say
1: one thing don't make the mistake nico don't become
2: a stanford cardinal don't go
1: to stanford university
2: That, that that that's that's the Ryan King college college game mentality kicking in there for just a little bit. Um, but, One, well, go on, like, right. go on them. <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say it's like yeah, Nico Rosberg's having a gay old time over there in the United States right now, just hooking up with with Tesla, Instagram, meeting the Manchester United football team on tour, which I was really happy to see by the way. Um, that, that was some gangster shit, um, <laughs> but. look at that and like Val has been so good for him and like he's been way better than I thought he was going to be and like legitimate outside hope of a title as well which is pretty nuts that he's only 22 points behind his teammate through 10 rounds Um, and we're talking about Lewis Hamilton that has basically run that team for the last 4 years Um, and everybody loves him over there Like, like Toto loves Val he's again he's like he's like the nice guy now it's really really weird I mean, like, is... part of me is like of course toto likes val
1: why would toto not have a reason to like Val? oh yeah helps his paychecks be bigger <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're, all, we're all ignoring that enormous conflict of interest of you know of val being like Toto, like toto being val's agent and working for him all at the same time it's it's kind of weird but As I mentioned, Val's been the top scorer in the championship since since Monaco now, and there he is. Like his last four races, second, second, first, and second. Like it's you can't argue with that level. Like he's 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 doing things that you'd expect Lewis to do. Um, Also, gotta say as well, like it's worth mentioning, King. Like is Jos Verstappen starting to feel calls now about his son? Like Levar Ball style here. Like he's just gonna sit here and just like take all these Ferrari calls and like you know. Try and negotiate something. I swear to God, no.
0: Vettel and Verstappen in the same team will not work.
3: No, no. <laughs> Is Joss Verstappen going to take his t-shirt off on Monday Night <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'd I look forward to that, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's, the, it, it's, it's the big Max Verstappen stan collective He's uh, yeah. not quite as catchy as I, big Bull of Brahm but still.
1: Other silly season news, which is, Go on. Uh, backtrack to earlier story about the <laughs> just <you> so much. <laughs> yes. Backtrack so. It's a beautiful thing. So uh apparently remember how we talked about how uh, Mercedes could like about this would be the first true factory team in Formula mm. E? Uh those dreams have been set aside real fast with it. it they could have, you know, HWA run their team, but they're going to buy out an existing team. Oh, um, oh no. A, a, a team that currently runs one of their factory GT drivers. That driver is Morrow Angle, and that team is oh. Venturi. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: Not angle, He was really good the other day. Well,
1: <laughs> he, he's a factory Mercedes not driver, not so like capital. he would be there. So for- <laughs> oh, yeah, not
0: Leo. Not Leo loses his team, <laughs> but gets just- a bunch of money. <laughs> for me, just shut this up. This so- up. We're going to have nine manufacturers on the grid. No, you're going to have eight. Just, you know, Mercedes is just going to take over one. Oh, Okay.
2: Uh, well, yeah, they that, just, just buy out Venturi that,
1: that's that's the, I wouldn't say rumour like that's motorsport under, motorsport.com understands that this could happen right
2: they could just buy out Venturi and then, did they, did they make a play for their boy Felix as well, try and, try <laughs> and make it a real like, super team effort Felix is going to IndyCar,
0: stop, don't, don't stop this please
3: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Felix oh, is getting rid oh, of oh, Tony Canaan Canaan's going to Kanan. have oh. his uh, retirement turret fight <laughs> next year, it's all good <laughs> yes yes do we do we talk about
1: indycar silly season because it wraps up into all the silly season talk IndyCar, <laughs> mainly
0: because yeah. indycar silly season hurts my head we'll talk,
2: head. A, we'll, we'll talk <laughs> yeah we'll talk about that in a minute as well basically because i want to mention one more thing about so on a scale of one to ten how much do you think robicky bits will be back at reno next year
1: i'm at a six i'm at a six out of ten
2: i'm at a five
3: i am at an 8 because they wouldn't put him wow. on the hungry test if they weren't seriously considering him. Yeah. I would say. Th- they might go for it. They're mm. that crazy. Mm.
0: I would say a 7 with a chance to go to an 8 if he does well at the hungry test. Because he'd be driving the new car. Like.
2: Like, how much of a fuck you would that be to their academy, though, if they just roll over Roland and Sorokin and bring the 32 year old Robert Kibitz So It's going to be a pal, part. Huh? Of
1: me, <laughs> like, part of me thinks <laughs> this is a uh, uh, like. A Power real, play. real long shot play at Pierre Gasly. Just like have Robert there until Gasly's like just sick and tired of not having an
2: F one seat. Or they? Uh, h- how about they just take the easy way out and just buy Carlos Sainz's contract? You don't know how much money Red Bull wants for him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, we can get Julian Palmer to pay for it. It's okay. We just take that Palmer money and send it to Red Bull. You know,
2: it's like it's like it's like Jennifer. Could you do us a solid and just loan us some money on the way out so we can get Carlos it in? Ban- like you know, for the culture. Bankrupting
3: every yeah, we single we track. We really yeah, hire we'll for next season. <laughs> we really... will take Julian's money for next season? No.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> back pay. Back pay. <laughs> back with so we'll we'll, to we'll do a sober. We'll do a sober thing. We'll sign three drivers. Just tell Julian, nah. <laughs> it's like it's like you want you, you want, uh, We'll
0: pass, we'll you pass. You want money for signs of contract? what would just bankrupt every single track in the UK. Seems seems fair enough. <laughs>
1: seems fair enough.
0: <laughs> British
1: motorsport needs a you know a bit of, a bit of a put down. <laughs> <laughs> oh god.
2: Yes. Oh dear, but um. Yes, yeah, like so. Yeah, are, are we all for this Kubica move yes, then? Because I think I, I, I must admit, yes. it would definitely be kind of cool to see this happen one more time. Like, as, as like, to complete the comeback story, like, it'd be pretty. Sick.
0: Kubica missed out a lot from his crash. Like, when he, when he, when he, when he got dropped from 4-1 because of his injury, I think he missed out on of, one of a good year. Really,
1: he could have been world champion in twenty
0: twelve. No, a very good point.
3: Concerning how well Grigajan went and how well Breakingham went. And if you look at where Raikkonen and Grosjean went after, they kind of fell off the cart. If you yeah. had a top of his game, Robert Kubica in those cards, he would have been up there. He would have been a championship contender.
2: Yeah. Definitely. I mean, if
3: if BMW <laughs> cyber don't stop their development in 2008 to focus on 2009, you know, he's in that championship hunt too. Yeah. Robert Kubica is a—he's like one of these talents like a Vettel or a Hamilton. He is insane. It's worth the punt, even if he's injured. I mean, working at ninety percent is better than most of the guys in the F1.
2: Moment. That's probably fair. That's that's definitely a fair point. Um, I just hope that Robert is still like he's not taking too much damage in the long run where he can't run a full race distance, um, at full racing speed. Because um, obviously, yeah, he's he's not completely the same after that accident. It's obvious that. know he's like i I think part of his left arm is never going to be the same after that accident i think there's a lot of muscle deterioration there and these cars are more physically inducive than than previously so again i I only hope that um that yeah he can do a full race distance and he can safely do an entire race distance because if not then it's it's a no-go and and i wouldn't want to see him in a car like that anyway so
0: It's a, it's a good it's a, Just gonna... it's a good short gap method i think for Renault to get their car going because if you have robert who's experienced has talent and can get the car up in places you can build up the reputation of Renault again and get the car moving forward with Holkenberg in the wings it's a, it's a good
2: pairing yeah exactly <clears throat> it is a good pairing and again i, w- I, w- I would like to see that carry on oh, def- definitely um it's, it's, I just, I just only hope that you know, again, that Robert can can make a comeback because I mean, as as because as comebacks would go in in motorsport, that would be unbelievable mm. if, if he could find a way it, it, to come back. It
0: seems it seems impossible but thinking about it now. It's like Robert Kubizzi could be driving next year in F one. It's like, yeah, oh, like
1: <laughs> after a as rally we crash where he almost
2: <laughs> lost his arm. Yeah, it's like it's, it's crazy. But uh, anyway, you know, <laughs> anyway. You guys, I mean, King Rob's suggestion just to probably just close the show this week. We want to talk a little bit about IndyCar as well because they've <laughs> had a lot of silly season new start to hit. Um, Robin Miller with his with the first of his uh, big silly season sort of updates. And I, I must admit, guys, I was fairly shocked to see that the number one free agent on the board by the looks of it is James Hinchcliffe. And I was like,
1: wait a minute. Okay. Yeah, he's a our free agent. <laughs>
2: He, he, yeah he's
0: not he's not needed at the SPM team because arrow well, arrow at the team say they will fund the car no matter who drives it. it's like
1: and also <laughs> whoever said that uh Mikhail Elotion was only going to be gone for one race oh. why would they say that that is definitely not true because he's not going to be back in mid- ohio oh. actually they've signed oh a replacement god. they've signed a replacement for the next three races oh
0: god
3: <laughs>
1: Oh,
2: <laughs> <yikes>. <laughs> I, I haven't heard this.
0: Going, uh, do Will we know
1: Lottie, uh He pff, yeah, Marotti's
2: back for three rounds. Yeah, I forgot
1: what was the last time he raced. He's raced in the series before.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, it's always good when I haven't heard of him. Not <laughs> a no way. Yeah. So,
2: so yeah, as, as, as I was said, James Hinchcliffe is seeming like he's like he could be one of the key dominoes regarding a potential IndyCar City season. The other big domino is, as we mentioned on last week's show. Andretti and the possibility of suddenly having the nice thing for bow ties Um, because they're considering a Chevy switch and according to Robin Miller um, that would mean the end of Takuma Sato and Andretti for sure because Takuma is pretty much arm in arm with Honda at this point and apparently Alex Rossi is very close to the Honda factory as well Um, so Andretti if they go to Chevy could easily lose half their team and um, uh, most important part, half the team, it's the half the team that won
1: the last two Indianapolis
2: yeah. 500 <laughs> Yeah. It's weird. It's like, no, no, no. Marco's sticking around. We're getting rid of the guy that won the 500 this year. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. <laughs> we, uh,
3: and then you look yes. at the, the, the farm of, like, Honore, oh. the farm of Marco Andretti, like, undoubtedly the two worst at drivers in Andretti right now. Yeah. They've been the two worst performers this season. Definitely. And they have to <laughs> stick with them. Oh. But goes, get that good out of here. Yeah, he's
0: yeah. He back in an Andretti. That'll be but, interesting.
2: Yeah, but that I would don't, be lovely. Here's the thi- Yeah, here's the thing. I don't think James would go back. I I, I say this because James left Andretti to go to SPM because he wanted to be the big dog in the park. He wouldn't do that if he came back to Andretti now because for all intents and purposes, that's still Ryan hunter Rays team, at least from my impression. I mean, he still got the pedigree there, even if he's been kind yeah. of out of form he- for the last two years.
3: And also, uh, Honda loved James Hinchcliffe, so they wouldn't let him go to Chevy for anything.
2: Mm, What Robin Miller said was basically that James Hinchcliffe is 30, he's in his prime, he carries big sponsor money, and he's a marketer's wet dream, because he's probably the most charismatic guy in the series, and he had a big boost in his popularity from being on Dancing with the Stars last year. Um, So, Hinchcliffe would be like any team's ideal centerpiece right now, and... They're saying maybe even a Chip Ganassi switch Ooh, could with happen Kanan. With, with, with Honda. Because the, the, be what, what they're saying is Kanan is almost definitely out at Chip at the end of the season.
1: So even not... though I, I'm going to bring up this point by Mike Hull, who's the, the director at Chip Ganassi Racing, and he's pretty much said, the only thing standing in the way... Between Felix Rosenquist and a full-time IndyCar seat is funding him getting sponsorship in North America.
2: Oh God, could you imagine a team with like Dixon, Hinch, Rossi, and maybe Felix? Good oh, lord, what a team, team. that would! Yeah, that's that isn't that is, <laughs> Who, who leaves, that is Okay, a, let's, let's be real here.
1: They're not. They're not dropping
3: Charlie Kimball. Oh, let's no. be real. Here. Well, well, <laughs> Cause, well, cause no, Kim was, apparently Kimball's. Kim. Uh, sponsor money is going down for next year is what I heard anyway oh. that he yeah, might can... be losing a good chunk of his sponsor money and Chilton could be going to Carolyn if they decide to come in
2: yeah that's, that is true that's the talk Chilton could go from the number 8 because again he could he could buddy up with his old pal Trevor Carlin and Kimball has... Like, Kimball's one of those dudes just has got one really good sponsor, and that's Novo Nordisk, a pharmaceutical company. And that's pretty much what's kept Kimball in the series the last seven years. And Kimball is, as we mentioned, slightly above average on this show. So it's... Just, like, he's doing just enough to keep his head above water where I think he probably could get a seat somewhere probably else. Probably SPM. Even if it wasn't... Even if it wasn't with Chip. Yeah,
0: maybe the... Maybe and... the, the non arrow sponsored car in SPM. That might be the one. Like, just...
2: Yeah, and, and, and it's worth mentioning that because SPM has said they're open to running free cars if they can find the money for.
0: Ooh, okay. <laughs> Let's not crash anymore, then.
2: <laughs> yeah, Sam Schmidt's come out. like <laughs> Sam Schmidt goes that his aim is to try and sign a second driver that's on the level of Hinch. Ooh. And the problem is... The
1: Rosenquest definitely meets that criteria. Yeah.
2: yeah, but SPM's smaller, so the funding's going to be even more important on that one, let alone ship. And... yeah. That's going to be the problem, and like I said, like if he's talking about three cars, he's gonna he needs to need a lot of money to make that work. And Michaela Lotion, I don't think is coming back. Um, I, I think he's had one crash too many. But apparently, they're talking about maybe getting Alex Rossi in that SPM car and city season Indy car. <laughs> a, a front, a front two of Hinch and Rossi seems very tasty to me. Hinch Rossi, Ooh, Hinch yeah, Rossi is,
0: Gailey, the ultimate that is PR. Scary. <laughs>
2: <laughs> From both sides of the political spectrum, Republican and Hinchtown. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but like I said, going back to Chip second, like where would Tony Canaan end up? Because it, again, like by all accounts, it looks like Kanaan is done at Chip Ganassi, but he still wants to race IndyCars cars. Oh. Is, there, uh, is, is, I, there is there anyone going to gamble Miller on the four? is, for... oh?
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, <so> is <laughs> anyone He
3: wants to end his career with AJ Foyt Racing. And the problem why? there is, I know, but who, <laughs> A, why would he go? And B, who the hell do you kick out in that team?
2: Daily's toast. And Daly have, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, deep down, Daly Daly Brennan, think I think you, you and I, like, deep down, you and I both know I think Daily is toast if that happens.
3: If Daly gets kicked out by Canaan, uh, the Canaan retirement tour, I think Daly's done. <laughs> Oh yeah, which is a real shame because Daly. I don't think he's
2: gotten the chance this season at all. It's a bummer because like Daly was legitimately great last season, and like he was super impressive. He he actually, I said, he outpointed Alex Rossi on the rounds that didn't have double points in him, and of course Rossi was really frigging good in the two rounds that had double points in it last year, winning the 500. I think he finished fourth. In, in Sonoma just to, to finish last season, which kind of helped inflate the point tally just a little bit. But I
3: think you yeah. have to understand, too, you know, like, like the the gap between Dele and Munoz has been exaggerated horribly. Oh, yes, Dele's it has. Messed missed out in four or five top tens because his team, be be through Unreliable or them miscalculating a fuel number, which is what a computer Ooh. is. Ooh. You know, he's missed out, it was Barber, he missed out in Phoenix... He missed out the Indy Grand Prix. He missed out uh, Detroit. Detroit race one and two. Like you yep. know, he has not been given a fair shake of the stick. Even when he finished eighth in Texas, his rear brakes fail halfway through the race. You know, yep.
2: which, is, which is which is which is doubly even more of a shame because it looks like Foyt's pinning it on his drivers, which is probably a little bit unfair. Yes. Uh,
3: when you have Carlos Munoz, a guy who's probably the best guy, best driver around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and he qualifies. Twenty fourth for the five hundred. Yeah, it's not the driver's problem. It's not a driver problem. It's the team. That team from the inside note is oh garbage, absolute <laughs> garbage.
0: Insert and incep- three, yeah. Three, like, yeah. Oh,
3: Boyd needs to change everything. You no, know, guys, Voight, like on the edge. Of, <laughs> no, they're, Brent, they're right right is, They Brent, Brent, up.
2: Brennan is way off script right now. Somebody <laughs> reel him in. <laughs>
3: Sorry, I'll stay quiet for the rest. I had, to, <laughs> I had to get this on audio, an audio form, you know? So, yes. like, the, the two people that listen to this podcast know that Connor Daly is, like, pretty average. No, no, that, like, that's
2: hard. Like, like listen... I think Daly's a great driver. I genuinely think he's, he belongs in IndyCar, and I genuinely think that last season he was very impressive. I just felt like he was super unlucky. And that's kind of continued into this year, unfortunately. Um, and I, again, I, I, Foyt seems to be pinning it on his drivers. I'm not sure Tony Kanan's an improvement, if I'm being honest with you. Like, Kanan is a good driver, but Foyt is not Ganassi. Not even close. And I you think if you...
3: Like, you know, he's probably going there wanting the 14 car. And if that means getting rid of Carlos Munoz, that is possibly the stupidest thing they could do.
2: I agree, because Munoz is your best shot at a 500 on paper
1: honestly, honestly I think one of the most attractive free agents out there if you were Chip Gadasi or Michael Andretti is Carlos <laughs> Munoz absolutely <laughs>
0: going back to Andretti oh god
2: <laughs> your, well, your good, that would be that would be wouldn't it Like, oh, oh, oh sorry we're, we're going to bring you back Carlos and we let you go for Takuma Sato <laughs> last the, season <laughs> the funny
0: thing is that will probably happen if Andretti can't find a driver they'll just sign Munoz again
2: but the funny thing is, is that like Sato's vindicated the movie. He's been really good this season. That's the problem. It's just like Sato. won him the bloody five hundred. It's, it's it's oh jeez, and it's amazing because like Foyt would never get rid of like so not Foyt, Sorry, Andretti would not get rid of his son, and he's not going to get rid of Hunter Ray, who's big, who's who's, who's big name value. Um, but it's arguably been their two best drivers of the last two years that they're going to move out if they go to Chevrolet. It, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a cruel irony, isn't it? That this is how I mean, it like, play out.
1: Oh, like the crazy thing is last year, Carlos finished 10th in the championship. Yeah. It's looking right now that Takuma Sato, right now he's sitting 7th, but it's looking right now he might actually finish 10th or lower. So pretty much the only difference between last year and this year would be a 500 win.
2: That's kind of a big deal though, King. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, it's it's a, a, That's, that's a pretty, like, it's a pretty big like tiebreaker.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not like Carlos has not been close to winning yes, 500. But yeah, but King, there's a difference between winning and not winning. There's a big
2: difference. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 ask Kenny, he'll tell you. <laughs> ask JR Hildebrand.
3: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: But that's nothing as well. That, like the possibility is like, are they going to give Spencer Pigott a full time ride next year? Oh, that- because they should. Yes, Ed, because <laughs> Spencer you know, Pigott's put great. That <laughs> like Spencer Pigott is getting better year to year, but he needs oval time now. Like he's we we know he's decent on the road courses. Like he needs oval experience if he's ever going to be the complete package. And of course, the problem is, is that Ed Carpenter still thinks he's Ed Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and that could be a problem don't like, get me wrong we love Ed Carpenter on this show but it's like like should Ed still be running all the ovals at this point like you've got a really good oval guy in J.I. Hildebrand already like I'm not sure the trade off is worse yeah I mean he's still holding out he's hoping that he
1: can get another win because last time he won one was Texas in 2014
2: uh, a year later, he was too busy throwing shade at Sage Karam. <laughs> God bless him.
0: What,
2: um, what's the, What's the, Is the, there any update on the, any... Like, other than
0: Carlin, is the new teams that we saw in India, any of them pulling a full-time ride? Because I know ha- Harden's uh, pulling one, aren't they?
2: Yeah, with Gabby Chavez. And good to, good to see Gabby Chavez back as well, because I think he's a very solid young driver, and I'm glad he's been given a second chance, because... Chavez has been great since he's in his, his part-time appearances. Junco's might run full-time, from what I've been told. Um, obviously, they ran in the five hundred with um, I think it was Spiga and Savagia. I think it was, um, yeah. and I was him Sebastian the Hedgehog <laughs> at this point, um, <laughs> b- b- borrowing that one from Lizzie. Shout out to you, Liz. Yeah. Um, but um, Sp- Spigot
0: and um, Savagia uh, would be good at Junco's uh, team if they run two cars. That'd be a great team if they can get their car together. I would think.
2: Fifth, 11th, finished the in Toronto was a very solid drive from Seb Savedra. I was actually quite impressed with that. You know, I like to see. I'd like to see Spigot somewhere on the grid full time as well because, like, some of the moves he was pulling off at Toronto was great. Um, and there's another big one as well. Like Pensky might be dropping to three cars, uh, but then they'd have to sac- they'd have to sacrifice Helio to make that sacrifice,
0: happen. Sacrifice, sacrifice. Probably the champion if Do- if Dixon doesn't win. It's like oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: god.
3: You know Mom, what? Like, Win that championship. If, if, Don't make uh, if, Roger feel as bad about what he's going to do.
2: If, if, if you're Roger Penske, you're probably secretly rooting that Joseph Newgard reels him in now because yeah. Newgard's only 22 points off the top now. I think so. Like, if, if you're Penske, it might be all in on Joseph Newgarden to like vindicate you getting rid of Helio to the sports car program. Because <laughs> if Newgarden wins the title, one half this podcast is going to be very smug. Because I'm pretty sure it was connors and rj that called for a new garden title win, while me and king both said more power uh, who's now pretty much out of the running uh, damn, God damn it, it will <laughs> don't, don't blame him blame scott dixon <laughs>
0: you can't blame scott dixon
2: he's perfect i believe i believe i just did <laughs> yeah did you did you not watch toronto oh, okay. <laughs> motherfucking can't break in a straight line this is problem Shit. <laughs> 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 you hear that Emma? It was your boy's fault it was you, it was, it, it was his problem Emma, <laughs> suck it oh, <laughs> but um but like I said Penske's it looks like they might be going to free cars next year and just focusing in on New Garden, Power and Passion which is still a friggin ridiculous team oh,
1: <laughs> though are we going to mention the most exciting part of next year oh well, yeah
2: we got new looking cars and um <sighs> Whew. Um, Ooh. Baby. Yes, sir. Um, like, I think this is the part of the podcast we're going to as not safe for work. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I
0: see. They took all the bumpers off the back of the cards. It's very exposed now. Ooh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> very, very, uh, as the kids <clears throat> were called,
2: thick. <laughs> thick. T- <laughs> th with spaces in between each letter. Um, like, I love
1: that the headline on the series website, Boulder safer and even more thrilling
2: it's like yes this is how you do it fellas (laughs) we can see
0: see the gearbox again holy crap
2: (laughs) like i like i've seen the pictures we've all have here we saw it when it they came out about 10 minutes before we went live to record this show they look gorgeous i think they look fantastic i i i can't wait to see him in action i think they look fantastic well
1: testing for uh testing at the speedway took place today. Uh, they they're going finish, to though. test it they're going to test it at mid ohio on august 1st next week.
2: So yeah, that, that's, that's, that's that's the week after the grand prix then.
1: Yes, yeah. yes, that is, that is literally uh I'm pretty sure that's going to be like about 4
2: days after this podcast comes out. So yeah, well we'll see. We'll, we'll probably see him in action properly in Mid Ohio next week. So we'll talk about that a little bit more on next week's podcast because they'll be running the road course, um, yeah, aero for that as well. Obviously for, for, for because it's on a road course. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> and then
1: on August tenth, they'll be running the short oval package at Iowa, and then the last test will be street course simulation. Uh, September twenty sixth at Sebring. Are they actually bringing in a third, a, a, third oh. a third
0: kit for the uh, short ovals now? Are they running roads with just more power?
1: Uh, oh, I don't yeah. know.
2: I don't know.
0: <laughs> we'll from,
1: have to wait so, and
2: see. But, but, uh, guys, what do what we think of the new cars then?
0: <laughs> what it is—it's it, proven that sometimes changing the air, changing the air kit works and looks better, legitimately. Like removing stuff actually yeah, works. Like, <laughs> you don't need.
1: Like oh. the point. Like one of the main things they were doing was reducing the dependency on top side, downforce. So, pretty much, like, if there was anything on top of the car that produced downforce that wasn't on the spec DW-12, they took it off.
2: You can't have... Ground you effects. You can't
0: have this. You can't have this. Nothing exists.
2: <laughs> no dirty air here, folks. It's all going down the bottom. Mm.
1: Uh, <laughs> and they <laughs> also, like... The drivers had some, you know, suggestions they wanted to change about the car. Like th- they felt that the that too much weight in the car was, you know, leaning towards the back. So they added, they they tried to shift as much weight forward as they could in the car.
2: Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense
1: as well. But again, yeah, so we'll get it. We'll be getting a much more agile. Car and and
0: they got year. real That's going to be and fun. And they got rid of the uh, caution caution creator, the rear bumper pods, which is. I. A... Yes. Which is also, which is a, a thing that's happened after they introduced in them last in what was it three years ago for safety and now they got rid of them it's like, oh, <laughs> it's like were they that da- useless then? <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. Um, gosh though, they, they they do look good, and I love the fact that in the IndyCar hype promo form they were like, yeah, they're bolder, safer, more thrilling, a new look, but also a nod to the past because some of the uh, like late nineties early two thousands cars look quite similar to this as well. And they look great. Um, that was always the teased plan. And um, it looks like they have followed through on that. Yeah, yeah they have absolutely followed through on that. And um, I think, Yeah, I think... yeah they, they they made a
1: plan and they set out to do it. They didn't kick the can down the road. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> you, 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 you listening, John? You listening? Go, going full circle, eh? <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is This is how you make a racing car look exciting. Um, instead of fucking, like, ridiculously heavy hybrid engines and huge tires uh, you know <laughs> huge tires and heavy you know heavy cars that look that look slow on tv it's just a yeah.
3: sheer lack of purity in the sport <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> needs more purity but um it's, yeah we did a great can't wait to see them actually run on on tracks in the next week or so looking forward to that looking forward to uh of course, it's going to be a busy weekend of motorsport this weekend. Formula One, obviously on. at, at, at a Hungarian Grand Prix, IndyCar at Ray Hall Land, Mid Ohio. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! This is Dixie Land. <laughs> although Dixon is the guy around here for sure, so you know, look forward to Dixon putting a firm grip on the championship lead by the time that's all said and done. Most likely, Formula E season finale in Montreal. The Bremi versus Degrassi flight going all the way to the wire. As predicted, going by the fact he was never going to race in New York. But hey, who's counting, right? Title fight, title fight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They hoped, Bobby hoped. He tried. He tried his darndest. He tried his darndest, but sadly no dice from the Toyota Factory team. But uh, all of that will be on next week's show. And we'll be on Bike Live later this week as well where we'll be talking about the BSB round at Brands Hatch with, oh yeah, Shaky Burn wins, lol. Um, yeah, taking a very straightforward double at Brands Hatch ahead of Josh Brooks who had a very up and down weekend. Mostly down in race two, but more on that um, on this week's Bike Live. And that'll be out probably on Saturday, so stay, so stay, stay tuned to that um, as well. Quick roll call before we go off the air. Of course, you can follow us on our user bases, YouTube and Facebook.com forward slash motorsport101. Uh, on Twitter, at motorsport101. underscore 101. Also, if you want to follow us personally on Twitter, that's at Harrison101HD, at Ryan Eric King, at Danny Brennan72, and at Nor the Dragon. Um, this was a great show really really enjoyed it I, I, I enjoyed this whole pretty much structureless show um, format like if you, if, you, if you guys liked it please let me know like send me your feedback you know um, shoot me an email uh, at, at motorsport 101.com or you can find me on various social media outlets who he sends emails in 2017 um, but before we go just a heads up something big could be coming on next week's show I'm gonna keep it on the wraps just for now. Just in the hope that we you know, I want to get everything set in stone first. I don't want to jump the gun and say we, we've we've done this and this, and it, you know, it doesn't fall through. But uh, stay tuned um, this weekend. If uh, if it all goes to plan, you'll know by the weekend what is happening. But uh, safe to say. It's, pretty, it's, it's a pretty landmark moment for us. It's not episode 100, amazingly. like that's. A, <laughs> a, yeah, we're not going from 96 straight to 100. <laughs> we're, we're not jumping episodes just yet. Like, Give it another month before we get to episode 100 on that one. But uh, yes, yeah, st- stay tuned for that. And of course, just before we go, if you want to catch us out on Patreon as well, we're on patreon.com forward slash motorsport. If you want to back us financially, like I said, $5 back-ins equals early access for, for both this show and bike live. Probably really gonna want
1: early access for next week, though.
2: <laughs> oh, oh god, yeah. You'll 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 probably figure out why soon enough. Just uh, stay tuned on that. <laughs> I can't wait. It, again, just cross your fingers because it, it's not quite set in stone just yet. But we'll see. <sighs> uh, tension, I'll tension. Give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. They may have been mentioned on this show. Mm. But um, mm. until n- until next time. I've been Andre Harrison, they've been Ryan King, Connor Pearson, and Danny Brennan, and until next time, thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Sayonara. Bye.
3: Woo! you, you! you done it, mate. You are the world
2: champions!
1: Like next year, new car, same name, might be a world championship, but still, Sergio Canamas is not winning a goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Damn it, we're not gonna have uh, King's Spanish citizenship. I still have that tweet saved, <laughs> by the way, just in case something happens. Just you know, in case. Just in case, you know.